So, uh, lead singer of the Tim Duggar Band. <laughs> Large feline. And uh, self-proclaimed entrepreneur. And it's not on a dating profile because he's married. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Sweet. <laughs> if you could describe this uh, extended lunch we just had in one word, what would it be? Delicious. Oh, that's that's yeah, very I mean, Brad that's, Sweet. That's, yeah, Straight yeah. into the point. Yeah. No, what else no do you bull- need? Yeah. 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 You said one word. Yeah. yeah. It was delicious. All right. <laughs> And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. And I'm Sean Heckman. And we just got done doing a year of road trips to bring you some new podcasts and videos from racers from all walks of life. Well, that's right, Ryan. Thanks, Sean. Normally, we'd be doing these hosting from a car, from an Acura MDX with Continental Tires on it. We're, yeah. uh, we're actually having a quaint little dinner in, we are. Uh, in Pasadena, California. Quite lovely. And we're here now because we just came back from driving all the way to Placerville, California to have lunch with brad sweet brad sweet we got brad sweet the big cat oh big cat now he didn't know us really at all but it was really cool to get to sit down with a guy with such an illustrious career in the dirt open wheel racing world also had time in nascar drove for some big teams but currently the three-time world of outlaws champion he's won the king's royal twice he's won knoxville nationals and he's got 75 wins and is currently as we sit here in october in 2022 leading the points going into the last race of the world of outlaws championship next weekend and i think he's going to do good so by the time you're hearing this he might even be a four-time world of outlaw right. champion we don't want to be the thing that jinxes it so we don't know but if you're not as familiar with sprint car racing and wing outlaw racing brad sweet is kind of as big as it gets in the current scene he is a guy that wins all the time and he's not only a driver now he is a business owner he is now a partner in slc promotions along with uh, kyle larson who i'm sure you've heard of as well as colby copeland and uh they are promoters of silver dollar speedway out in chico california and they have a brand new racing series coming out next year it's going to be a 12 race run on wednesdays throughout the uh, 2023 season it's called the high limit sprint car series and their full schedule is not announced yet but in 2023 there'll be some of the biggest prize money races that they have in that scene right now it will be a series of wednesdays uh, available on flow racing and uh, it's a really cool venture and it's something that both kyle larson and brad are looking to help kind of modify and uplift the uh, the overall sport of sprint car and outlaw racing now brad might be featured in a little project we're doing which you can watch on motor trend plus later not now which you might be able to watch soon on Motor Trend Plus or on Motor Trend's YouTube channel, which would be youtube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch. So you're saying we have a TV show on Motor Trend? We have a streaming series on Motor Trend. Interesting. And we have like previous episodes people can watch? From three seasons. Three seasons of shows. That's right. That's not just documentary. No, right? no, 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 no. It's cartoons. It's funny storytelling. It's trips to Jamaica. It's trips to Alaska. It's all sorts of fun stuff. It's whatever we felt like doing. That's right. Yeah. It's somehow tying it into selling tires. Sure. Well, yeah. speaking of tires, yeah. uh, should we thank Continental? I think we should thank Continental. Hey, Continental, thanks. Hey, guys. We appreciate you. You know what the best tire is? Continental Tire! Renee Rass is driving the car. Yes, I'm vegetarian, but I'm not uh, like like Andy Lally about it. So for you dirt racing fans, Renee Rass is a big <laughs> name. He is the Brad Sweet of really good drivers around yeah, the world. That's right. He's yeah. very, very good. But you don't care. You want to hear about Brad Sweet. So here's some of the stories you're going to hear about. Why he wouldn't survive on one of our car rides. 
Growing up and not realizing that Kyle Larson was going to be at all of your Christmases. And becoming the lead singer of the Tim Duggar Band after winning the Knoxville Nationals. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But once again, not possible without the help from our friends at Continental Tire, as well as our friends at Acura. Hey, you brought lunch to us in Brad Sweet's shop. That's right. I went to Tom's Burger and Frosty, which Brad turned us on to. We got three steak sandwiches. Is that what we had? No. Are you sure? I thought. I no. could have sworn no. I paid for it. Was it was two steak sandwiches. It was two. I got a receipt. Steak right? Okay. Yeah. No, that's and weird. That's sandwich. weird. The receipt's gone. So yeah. I guess yeah. uh, you're right again. Yeah. Chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. So it was your two steak sandwiches at Tom's Burger yeah. in Placerville, California. And it was very, very good. Yeah. It looked, what you had, not me, it looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Sweet. Meow. All right. We're going to start in five. Uh, so we've met before, and you didn't remember where, <laughs> but is it surprising where we met? Uh, no, not really, because if you're in that area and you're hanging out, that's usually the place to go, but is it surprising that I don't remember meeting? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So We're, yeah. we're, we're talking yeah. about Saeed. Yeah, yeah. Saeed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is back in like 2015 or 16, I think. And uh, and this is like the staple bar of the Mooresville Saeed's NASCAR is, country. It is. It's basically yeah. like you know, if you saw it, you'd be like, "This is what they're talking about, yeah. Saeed's," because yeah, that's yeah. like it's like kind of gross. <laughs> kinda, I mean, he's he's remodeled it a little yeah. bit. Back in the day, it was you know like a couple couches, like nasty looking couches, yeah, yeah. and then you know somebody up front singing that didn't know how to sing, and <laughs> you know kind of smoky, you yeah. know, just an old you know like behind a gas behind station. a gotta, gas station you gotta right. kind of know where it's at well that's what we liked about it yeah it's like we could yeah. go and have fun and not really there was never really a lot of people there yeah you know to, to spy on us or catch us you know singing or making fools of ourselves yeah so, yeah it was yeah. good yeah so you moved to mooresville for the like the development driver era of nascar kind of yeah, i mean i started it. driving for casey kane racing in 2008 and then um you know 2009 i just indy i wasn't loving living in indianapolis area uh you know i'd go visit charlotte and, and they had the shop down there and it was just like it made it just made a little more sense and i I liked the area the atmosphere a little better so i moved to charlotte and i did you know in the end of 2009 i think is when i first got like my first truck you know maybe i got to drive a truck and then 2010 i got to do a little bit and then um 11 12 13 i i kind of did part-time nascar trucks xfinity well it was nationwide then and then also always still drove sprint cars but i transitioned away from usac to just wing sprint cars and we based everything out of charlotte at that point because our usac teams were based out of indianapolis but it um you know my passion was kind of always wing sprint car racing that's what i grew up doing and and you know did the usac thing to try to you know create an opportunity to get to nascar so once i kind of got that opportunity i was able just to go back to, to wing sprint car racing yeah so like that that era that you were living in mooresville was a lot of development drivers were there on these you know junior level open wheel guys you've got dirt racers all sorts of different people that are getting to be the next crop of nascar stars and it seemed like a lot of kids getting paid money to be junior nascar drivers that were having a lot of fun yeah it was definitely <laughs> uh you know it was probably on the back side of like in its prime yeah. era. Like it was, you know, even more, you know, obvious probably five, six years even before that, but it was on the back side of it. <laughs> right. Um but, but that was when like Stenhouse got a deal and yeah. Kyle got yeah, it, Kyle Larson well, got a deal and Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and you know, same same with me. I never got like the full deal yeah. like they like some of them, you know, maybe got, but I had a good opportunity mm-hmm. and got to drive some, you know, nice stuff. Um, you know, but it was it was definitely after the you know, when you hired a development guy, they got 
lots of practice and testing. When I mm-hmm. got there, it was just you just got to race, mm-hmm. you know, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. So, yeah. yeah, that was one thing that was hard for me, just with my background. I yeah. needed probably a little more training. Where Kyle just jumped right in, Larson, and <laughs> you know, because we were, I was probably like a year ahead of him, like as far as getting down there, mm-hmm. maybe getting a little bit of seat time, but like he just jumped right in, you know, and just you know, instantly good, like instantly, <laughs> like it was like Homestead. The first time I saw him, you know, in a truck, and he was, like, battling Kyle Bush for the win. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was just, like, I was, like, it's not surprising, but it was still just, like, God amazing. Damn it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was happy for him, but I was just, like, I was more amazed. Like, I was a fan. Like, this guy is just unreal. Yeah. You know, how yeah, he does yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Because so. yeah. part of that, you were all dirt. Yeah, I was up. all dirt. I mean, yeah. I got to race a little bit of pavement with the USAC uh, sprint cars and, right. and midgets, but it's still just light, open-wheel cars compared to... Yeah, a big stock giant car. Giant, heavy yeah. things. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, at those speeds. Yeah, I think you need some training to, to kind of learn the feel of them and, and what you're trying to, you know, yeah. what you're trying to even get them to feel like. You right. know, that was the hard part. But you moved out to race for Casey Kane. Yes. How'd that even start? Uh, he hired me in 2008. Just He had his USAC team in Indiana, yeah. and I was a young, up-and-coming driver trying to, you know, find my way. And I uh, was driving for, you know, other teams and other cars and just, you know, whatever I can get my hands on and, um, you know, they liked my passion and just driving all the different cars, the wing car and the, you right. know, the mid. Cause you were one of those kids that just jumped from everything. Yeah. To everything. I was just trying, you know, and it was just yeah. good timing. Uh, they had a seat open up and, and I was, I was able to get hired and I've been with Casey Kane racing ever since. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a hell of a run. Hell of a run. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, basically family at this point, you yeah. know, Casey and, and Willie and the whole Kane family, um, you know, I've been been with them for a long time. So yeah, it's a unique situation. Lucky, definitely. Um, you know, but it's been a good partnership too. Mm-hmm. So going back to the, like the beginning of your career, there was a family race car. Yeah. So we we didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, but we you know we did okay, and and we had a a little car, you know, or a little trailer truck, and we would uh, took that to Indiana right. from here, from yeah, California. From here. You, yeah, you grew wow. up in Grass Valley, which yep. it, it's. Not exactly the big city of California. <laughs> no, very yeah. rural, but, you know, uh, Grass Valley is kind of uh, close to Chico and close to Placerville. So Placerville yeah, and Chico cities. were my two <laughs> uh, two tracks that I kind of grew up racing at. And yeah. Luckily, I got like a ride in 2004 to drive like a local guy's car. Yeah. And so me and my dad just saved and tried to build our program up a little because I just decided, hey, like, I mean, they're going to move to Indiana and try it and not have any regrets and just try to make a living racing or try to see what happens. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. I'm Based on ni- the success you had out here. Yeah, well, just, you know, I wanted to be a race car driver. You're yeah. not going to do it in California. Like, you know, you're going to have to have a job and then race as a, you know. So I wanted to be like a race car driver. Right, and I'm, this is like so many Northern California guys starting with Jeff Gordon did this thing. Yeah, I just feel so. like you could race, you know, in Indiana three, four nights a week. You know, yeah. you're looking at all this stuff in Pennsylvania, Ohio, like, and how close everything is together here. You know, you're lucky to get two in a weekend, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in a so, weekend, he just said. Yeah, in a weekend. Yeah, uh, I race once a month, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, in sprint car racing, that's just, that's yeah. not enough. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Like, you know, you're running 90, 100. Like, Indiana, I would run Friday at Bloomington, Saturday at Lawrenceburg, Sunday at Kokomo every single weekend. So, you know, and I was young, and, and I just was able to take my car 
and then you know after a few people saw him you know there was there's car owners out there so like they're calling you and then you drive that guy's it's car it's like a real sport <laughs> yeah so you drive that guy's car for a little bit and then you know maybe another opportunity would present itself and i was you know or maybe i wrecked that guy's car the next guy's call me it was it was kind of wild it was a learning experience um you know i had took some wild rides i mean just so that was my 2005 mm-hmm. you know but did you actually it, move to indiana yeah i moved to indiana okay. it, but it it put me on the map cuz yeah. like I was like, I showed enough speed, you know, like to owners and to people mm-hmm. that it was like, okay, once he figures it out, yeah. it's going to be good. So yeah. I kept getting these like opportunities and people like, you know, wanted to, me to figure it out. Yeah. And so, Were these a lot of like sight unseen? You just like some guy calls you, I don't know who you are, but sure, I'll do it. No, I mean, you kind of know every car, you know, okay. like, you yeah. know, I mean, they're, they're like, well, you know, this is so-and-so and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'd like, you know, would you be interested in, you know, driving our car this weekend at Kokomo or something? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just like. You know, at that time, just any, you know, Seat whatever is wrong. Yeah. yeah, if I didn't have to run my car, it, it, it was less risky. Yeah, you know, right. to like, it's not going to cost you anything. Yeah. yeah, just drive it for, you know, 40%, 30%, whatever the, they'll pay you, you know. So is that how it works? Like they call yeah. and they go, we'll give you 30 or 40% of the prize money at that yeah. point? Yep, yeah. you just, whatever you win, you get yeah. 30, 40%, like at that point, you know, and then as you get a little bit, you know, better, more into it, you maybe get 50%, yeah. you know, yeah. everything's kind of more like that. So, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my 2005, that's where it all started it was just you know a, a truck i bought for five hundred dollars and a, a trailer that was probably worth about you know thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars you know just non-wing car in there mm-hmm. uh you know two engines that were pretty used up just you know just not a lot of stuff like but it was enough to be able to get out there and showcase enough to then to get me off the you know that was the whole point of it it was right. like and by the end of that year there was literally it was all destroyed and there was nothing left <laughs> right but it it did its job it was yeah. the initial yeah, yeah. investment that got because we couldn't keep going we yeah. were never going to keep going yeah. right because so. you, you don't come from some huge wealthy family yeah they, they was like my dad's basically like here you go what did dad do uh dad my dad drove tankers and just worked uh and then we owned a little mini mart in pilot hill which is only about 20 minutes from here which is basically like a one horse town yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you know so it didn't it and my mom worked that so okay. um, so your your fan, so your dad's a truck and your mom's basically running a convenience store yep and we yeah. lived in a place called cool uh okay and it's in auburn lake trails which is only like uh 20 maybe 20 minutes from here mm-hmm. um that's actually where when i say grass valley really i didn't move to grass valley till i was 14 mm-hmm. and but i lived in cool and right. went to school you know so you so went very, from cool to the big city of grass very, valley <laughs> well i mean but in grass valley where i lived was it was on 10 acres way out of town okay. so yeah. always been pretty rural like yeah. this is closer to where i'm living now which you guys can see they can't but <laughs> i work way closer to town or a freeway than i've ever been okay huh. yeah so town uh, i don't think you'd do well where i live <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean but i'm also pretty well traveled now so yeah, yeah, i yeah. kind of been everywhere you don't need you don't need to live close to it you've seen it yeah i mean yeah, yeah I've, i i don't mind going to cities but mm-hmm. i mean if you're gonna if i'm gonna choose a place to live it's definitely not gonna be a city yeah i got you so so you go from was that was that jerry coons that gave you the big break then was no that, no when, when, uh it was keith coons sorry sorry jesus yeah. christ yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well basically at the end of five it was actually jackie ailey okay uh jj's dad jj's yeah. dad and it was a like a 30 race schedule with uh joe dueling and jack ailey was on the wrenches but if you know jack i mean you know, love Jack, but he was, he was really hard, like a hard person, like just, you know, and he was, made you wash the car, made you work, you know, just mm-hmm. how bad do you want it? Yeah. If you don't, then someone else. Will yeah. So I made it through that end of that year, but I was like, man, I'm done. Like, I'd rather just go back to California 
and like be closer to my family and and um you know i had a good car owner calling me from here mm-hmm. that was like come around we'll run 50 races on the west coast and you can work for my you know my i'll pay you this much a week right. i was like oh that's maybe that's what i need to do so i took basically i look at it as taking a step back mm-hmm. and then you know about halfway through that year then uh keith coons in indiana called me mm-hmm. and to drive a midget i haven't driven i hadn't driven a midget so he was like kind of you know, now Keith Coons has, you know, 15 cars and Toyota backing. But at, yeah. that's, at this point in his career, he was kind of at the same point that I was in my career. Okay. Like, we both needed each other. Yeah. Like, I needed a break, and he needed a driver that that he didn't have to pay a lot for one. And he needed a driver. Like, he his business is usually you buy the, like, you pay for the ride. So, he okay. didn't he couldn't pay me, really. Mm-hmm. But I wanted, you know, a break. And yeah. you, his knowledge and expertise and... Yeah. You know, him and Pete Willoughby, you know, are midget. Right. Well, racing. if it's all rental cars, you probably need somebody that can yeah. put him on the map as Make a good it car. Good. Well, yeah. that's yeah. the thing yeah. is, and, and he had, they were struggling. Like, he didn't have nobody to, to pay for his car at that point because mm-hmm. it wasn't fast. Yeah. So I got in it. We did good. It got me my break with Casey, and then it got his break with Cole Witt. Mm-hmm. And then they went on to, yeah. you know, compete for championships, and I went on to compete for championships, and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah. How does, how does the Keith Coons experience lead to Casey? Honestly, it's not like – you know, they just called me literally. Okay. Um, they were, you know, racing. They, you know, they wanted to, they were building their midget, th- their USAC team. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, you know, basically just, you know, on the radar as far as a driver that was doing really well. And, and Keith, I got in Keith's car, which hadn't been running good, and then started competing for wins. Yeah. And then I'd be on the West Coast at like the Gold Cup racing my wing car and run third with the Outlaws. Or, yeah. So I was just like, I was putting it together. You know, I was starting to become a well-rounded, I, I could race a wing car, a midget, yeah. a non-wing sprint car, and that's what they were looking for. So Casey Kane just calls you out of the blue? like his It was actually team. Willie. Uh, okay. Willie Kane was the team manager, uh-huh. and that's uh, Casey's cousin. So he called me, was like, at the end of 07. And I knew, like, there might be, like, a chance. Uh-huh. You know, like, Kevin Swindell was in the car, but I knew that – they were looking at maybe doing something different mm-hmm. um and i think it was between me and maybe like a veteran like levi jones they yeah. wanted they they weren't sure you know like they had brady bacon who was kind of like the same as me mm-hmm. like a younger you know you weren't sure and then i think they were looking for like a veteran but i think levi kind of hesitated a little and then i think willie just was like just went with his gut and, mm-hmm. and then you know we went on to win you know seven eight races the next year together mm-hmm. which at that point was really good and yeah. you know just had a good successful 08 and then and then uh kind of the rest is history from that point just yeah. you know kind of built towards racing um the wing cars got some stock car experience and, yeah and then so uh, just because most of our fans are road racing based or indycar based they might not know you know the nascar stuff or whatever and i remember you i remember you showing up in the nascar stuff doing like Xfinity and trucks and your buddies with Larson, you're really good with all the open wheel stuff, but we don't see the success in the, in the programs. And it sounds like the kids that you're racing against were coming out of those programs where they got sim time, they got development testing time and things like that. And you got just thrown into racing. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not going to make an excuse. I think everybody, you know, uh, adapts differently Mm -hmm. and, you know, has a different skill set and, and a way that, you know, they've been trained and, I just didn't adapt to a stock car as fast. It was a, it felt big, heavy. Uh, just, you know, I would say towards the end, I started to feel like really competitive, but it was almost like it was too late. Like I just, it yeah, was once like that it, stock is down. So it, to speak. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just, the sponsor was kind of out at that point, yeah. and uh, you know, it was just like 
I honestly was kind of like, you know, I, I got a fair shake. Like, I don't, I'm not going to, I drove for Junior Motorsports, Turner Motorsports, you know, 18 Xfinity races for two years in a row, uh, 10 or 12 truck races two years in a row. If it was meant to be, it would have happened. Yeah. Was there any testing? No testing, really. Just, you know, maybe one or one, one or two tests along the way. Um, but no, like, no chance to get in an ARCA car or, or like, less meaningful races, Canaan cars, yeah, right. and just go out there and bang wheels a little bit. Yeah. And it was more like just, I would just always be in, you know, the, right. yeah, now a go truck race against, race you know, all the good yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then I would be yeah. out of it for like a month and then go back and try. Right, because it was always a partial schedule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was a tough situation. I mean, you know, if, if I think if I would have performed, I would have, you know, right. then they, the opportunities would have came and yeah. it just, it didn't, and, and timing wasn't there, and it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. I was always kind of in the wrong spot. Yeah. Right. Like, I was at Junior Motorsports, and Chase Elliott was, like, coming right behind me. It was, yeah. like, basically, <laughs> I was just keeping the seat, like, kind of yeah, warm, yeah, yeah. and they were, like, ready to come in with the Napa Auto Parts sponsorship, and Chase was going to be the, you know, basically yeah. the face of it all. And, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I get to say that I, I made it to that level. I got to, you know, experience it. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously – at that time I was devastated when it didn't work yeah, out. Right, right. But now looking back, I'm like, I don't think I would have had the same experiences in life. And, you know, because of that, I'm a three time outlaw champion and <laughs> one, and got to experience winning the Knoxville nationals and yeah, the Kings the things Royal. you grew up with. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know that I ever would have been like a NASCAR champion or, you know, I don't know. Uh, if I, saying, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think I would have been like, I think I would have been a middle of the road. Could have made, could have had more money, uh-huh. but right. not the experiences or the memories yeah. that yeah. I've been able to create in sprint car racing and, and actually get to like the top and yeah. be like yeah, yeah, the elite, yeah. uh-huh. you know, best yeah. sprint car racer. So like, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about that. So in an odd way, by turning you away from the, the big gold nugget over here, you got to focus on being sort of the legend in, in a, in this category, right? Yeah. Like I what mean, you like. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's, it's just disciplines. Everybody's, you know, mm-hmm. like, I might, I might have gotten an Indy car and been way better, yeah, you know, because yeah. it just would have maybe made more sense to me sure. or, you know, fit more of what I was trained to do. And I just didn't adapt to the stock car stuff. So mm-hmm. I think, a, you know, my skill set in sprint cars is, you know, extremely good, but it's, t- you know, it's time. It's just <laughs> an investment of time and doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to, to look, you know, back and think of all the things I've been able to accomplish, you know, with the world of outlaws over the last nine yeah. years. What's interesting to me, if you look at the, if you look at your Xfinity results, and this was just me making a, armchair observations, I don't know if it's bullshit or not, mm-hmm. was your results sort of coming towards the end, but they were always on the bigger tracks. And my theory on this was that bigger tracks reward somebody that can adjust lines as the track changes and also can hang it out a little bit more because a, a short track is not necessarily as much. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. This would fit your style a little better. Yeah, and I think stock car racing, the cars are a much bigger part of it. Right. Sprint car racing, the driver can really right. make a difference. Like, yeah. you know, you see like a Kyle Larson in a sprint car, like, you know, he, he can win 40 times in a year because... It, it can immediately like, adapt. He, he yeah. Just, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you can figure out ways to run your car right. differently. And a stock car, you know, I mean, unless you're, you know, like to get to the cup level, those guys are pretty in touch. But I mean, like if your car's not fast, I mean, you, yeah. just, you yeah. can't Fred Flintstone it. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, right. like it's just not yeah. fast. So I mean, so, you know, we well, I mean, pro- even Kyle had yeah. several years where it wasn't good, and then all of a sudden he, yeah, he looks teams. like a hero. Exactly. Yeah, right. And and people. You know, you're relying on your pit crew, engineers, like sprint car racing. It's just me and the crew chief. Like, hey, let's change this and see what that does. You know, right. and then it's just me driving against the other guys. So it's just way more of a like a natural, right. old school, traditional way of racing. Stock car racing is definitely 
you got to have great feedback. It just it takes a lot to be fast. Right. Good engineers, good crew chiefs, and, and and if you're part of a development program where you're not really given those resources, you as a sprint car guy don't know the feedback. It's just it, yeah, it takes time to learn the yeah. feel that you actually want. So how do you yeah. get feedback when you're not even all you're worried about is just trying to get the car around the track. You don't know necessarily how to fix it. You yeah. know, and towards the end, I got way better. I mean, this is no doubt. Like I was under control. I could qualify good. I could run a, a race in the top ten the whole yeah. time. But right. it just you know it was just like I said too late. Which yeah. You know, my, to me, it's not that. I say, yeah. My memory of you running the stock car stuff, it's not one of those guys who's like, yeah, you just didn't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember yeah. being like, no, he's f-ing good. It's just not <laughs> yeah. it's just not happening. But Yeah, I'd be fast sometimes. That yeah. was the thing is I'd be fast sometimes. And certain tracks made more sense. To, sure. I like the tracks where there was tire fall off mm-hmm. and, like, the cars felt loose. I didn't like the tracks where it just felt glued to the track mm-hmm. and you just ran a lot of thr- a lot of wheel and yeah. throttle. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, to me, sprint cars is finesse and, mm-hmm. you know, working to, to make speed and working to get your car to go down straight away with yeah. your throttle inputs and stuff. And so, when you have a background like that and then you go do something where it's just heavy and on, <laughs> like it's a big heavy car where there's a lot of on throttle time, it just it, I struggled to figure out how to make that balance work yeah. for me to go fast. Mm-hmm. One of the things we've learned from doing this show is how much uh, development or cheating goes on in NASCAR. And if you're not with a program that's really pushing the envelope, even though you're doing a good job, you might not be getting the fastest thing possible. Where you race now, I don't see where you could, because like it's spec bodywork, right? Like it's, yeah, it's already overpowered. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you, like if you can't that's, power down. That's the thing is, yeah. it's parity makes it. It's yeah. what they did in NASCAR is they made it so equal that one little yeah. thing actually separates a guy. Right. Where in sprint car racing, for one, they're not super aero. The body's not a big part; it's just the yeah, wing. Yeah. So there is some dirty air. Yeah. But we all run this pretty much the same wing. Yeah. And then tires. I mean, you're basically burning the set off and getting a new set. So there's, you know, some guys have been caught maybe dumping a tire, but you're talking one or two out of sure, like sure. a whole season. Yeah. The only other thing would be track traction control, and <laughs> it uh, and you, I just don't believe that there's a real real lot of that going on. Yeah. I don't know that there's a huge advantage either because you know the way that it messes with your throttle inputs yeah. you know i don't think you spend so much time dicking around with it that you wouldn't be actually driving <laughs> well yeah. i think i mean honestly i've never tried it yeah. but from what i've been told from people that is like it sometimes it makes it not react you know the, the throttle right. won't react to your foot so it's almost like it changes the way you'd have to drive the car yeah. or you just yeah. you know i don't know i mean so i think it's just a very you know old school form and really like mm-hmm. real you yeah. know true just the way that probably IndyCar racing was back in the day and stock car racing. Like, mm-hmm. you brought your car to the track, you know, you and your crew chief made some changes, mm-hmm. and then you go out and you race. And we do it 90 times a year, and you, you just you try to make a lot of good decisions and yeah. read the racetrack. It's changing because it's dirt. You know, it's drying <laughs> yeah. out as the night's going yeah. on. So, yeah, just kind of there's no engineers. There's no mm-hmm. wind tunnels. There's no n- nothing to be gained by spending more money. Like, you know, a, a guy with a sprint car can have the same car as me, and we can go out and battle it out, Yeah. You know? When you started, when you moved to Indiana originally, was Sprint Car the focus, or was it just, I just want to be a pro driver? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I always thought about the World of Outlaws, like, okay. because I was at Gold Cup, and that was, like, what influenced me the most right. to be a race car driver. This and I separate thing from the video, so Gold Cup being the big signature event up in Chico. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Gold Cup in, in Silver Dollar Speedway at Chico on the West Coast. It was I feel an like we've never talked about this. <laughs> that my, my family went to, so <laughs> that's what influenced me. Uh, you know, a lot in my, kind of my racing, like growing up. And then I raced outlaw carts, which, you know, the wing, you know, they're winged go-karts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're just, that's what you talk about, the sprint cars and yeah. the world of outlaws. But, yeah. you know, as I got older, then like, 
Casey Kane and NASCAR and Jeff Gordon mm-hmm. and all these things started to pop up. So, you know, obviously the money that you see those guys making and what they're doing um, was kind of, you know, you know where I where I went, you mm-hmm. know, like where yeah. I started to chase USAC to basically that USAC to NASCAR dream was was there, which, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I you know got there and and you know made good money and and all the, and had the experience and you know then just transitioned you know into the world of outlaws when that didn't and so real realistically, I feel like I ended up where I I should have ended up and yeah. if I wouldn't have done NASCAR, I probably would have you know started in sprint cars a little earlier, like on the outlaw tour and you know uh, would have had a little different, but. Yeah. But I I don't really have any complaints about how my career has gone. You seem like an eyes forward kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. I don't see. I mean, I'm saying this now because you're a three time champion and you've won. There's no shortage of trophies right behind you. But uh, um, it at that time and sort of the NASCAR development programs. You know, Tony Stewart was now very well established. Gordon was already a legend. Mm-hmm. JT Ailey was now a, uh, in Cup. Um, I mean, all of these guys from your background were doing well. Um, but you don't strike me as a guy who would get bitter and become an alcoholic doing this no. <laughs> um, you know no i mean there was i mean there was a little bit you know of some darker days after right after like basically sure. like i i you know didn't succeed you know right. i felt like i man i'd like let her let myself down let everybody right. down like well it's almost harder if you can't identify why because yeah. i'm imagining you weren't off no yeah i mean yeah. just yeah i was trying hard you right know, i was still tr- didn't work i was trying hard and and i wanted to race stock cars at that point like i wanted yeah. you know i liked that life like fly in race on saturday <laughs> yeah, be yeah, on yeah. a private plane fly home you yeah, know yeah. you, you uh, like the life of having plenty weird, of money weird. and not having to work a whole lot yeah, more yeah, being treated yeah, like royalty yeah yeah exactly and then and, <laughs> that, and then in that little community there and Char- you know yeah. that charlotte area, like yeah. you're in your own little bubble i was gonna world. bring that up actually like you've you've talked about this in a couple of interviews that it is a bit of a bubble yeah in, absolutely in that area yeah and then you leave that to come back to doing your thing over here where it's like a big Big world out there, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, I mean, when I was in that world, I loved it, right? I yeah. mean, it's like, like you said, you you know, you're royalty. You get in anywhere. I mean, yeah. everybody knows you. It's just, it's a an easy and an enjoyable place to to live. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody knows what's going on 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 the weekend. It's stock car country, you know. And yeah. so living there was was fun. I lived right in the heart of it all, Burkdale, you know, yeah, the, the, you the whole you're a Burkdale yeah, kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah whole, getting some ease. Yeah, the whole deal, yeah, right? Yeah. I did the whole. Uh, you know, and I enjoyed it, and I ran around with Casey. You know, we basically became best oh, friends because of it. You know, and and just you know, that was our our world. What was, was what was was Casey married at this point? No, okay. he's never yeah. been married. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he was yeah, he was single and just yeah. you know, were you uh, single? Yeah, we just ran around. Okay. So so w- were they calling you Scraps for a well, nickname or? No, I mean how many uh, grenades? No, just. I mean, honestly, I don't think he gets grenades. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> there's always a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, honestly, we were more. Uh, man, we we would just go racing so much. Uh, you are that is that's we what we call so deflection. If we weren't racing a stock car, though, we'd be. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was ra- we were racing sprint cars. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So like, I literally would race. Yeah. Still race like ninety yeah. or a hundred times. Like right. we still, like were like all we did was race. But like, you know, there was those that part of the middle of the season where you know we would be not going to as many sprint car races when mm-hmm. we kind of get the, the stock car schedules aligned sure, a little sure. better and then that's when we'd go to saeed's and, and yeah. have our fun but yeah, yeah we've always had fun i mean we've always gone on vacations and done a lot of fun stuff together do you for sure. do recon what's that <laughs> recon do you ever do recon no okay mm-hmm. 
I don't think so. <laughs> Why don't you describe it? Where you're you're surveying the scene to look for options for Mr. Kane. Oh no, I mean uh, he's I don't know. He didn't really ever have a problem. He was yeah. He was pretty famous at that point. Yeah, know. and he's uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's, he's on yeah. national commercials as beautiful. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So he typically yeah. he had he played the character of a hot guy. He typically <laughs> had girl. He would he had girlfriends. It just it would just you know it, he never had them for a long time like. <laughs> He would have a girlfriend, but he wasn't, he's not, yeah, he wasn't like your typical, like, player. He doesn't type. seem like a bad dude. No, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, a, yeah, like, yeah. he was, like, yeah. he would he have a girlfriend. smart. He'd have a girlfriend. He just, he was just very passionate about racing, and okay. oh, if they didn't fit in, then they just didn't fit in, and he was just in. moving, you know, the All next, right. it was, it was just moving. A little bit like, <laughs> a little bit like Tony Stewart. I mean, Tony Stewart seemed like he always has a girlfriend, but, you know, then he, mm-hmm. it took him a long time to get to a point where he settled down. Now Casey's. Right. You know, got a girlfriend and yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah. They're settling down. And, yeah. You know, they're they're actually in a good place. But I think when you're just living that lifestyle, it's just it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's well, hard. You don't to have well, to, especially in that area. <laughs> well, yeah. not, yeah. not a, you know, you got all the money. You got you know, just and, and you, you look yeah. like Casey Kane. And your life is just so fast paced. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some career highlight stuff. Three time World of Outlaws champion. You got the uh, big championship race next week. So by the time this comes out, we'll know if you're a four time, and two times Kings Royal winner. And you won the Knoxville Nationals. So those are all big, big deals in, in yeah. dirt racing for our fans that don't know what that stuff is. Yeah. But that's all Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> What's not Googleable is your love for karaoke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we met at Saeed, right? So, <laughs> and I'm not a good singer. Just let's just put that on record don't now. Don't have to be. <laughs> but yeah. I think I'm just a person that loves a good time. And okay. it seems like karaoke just always brings out the best <laughs> most fun entertaining time with your with your friends uh-huh. so uh-huh. Uh, that's why we'd go to Saeed's is you know we could laugh at each other and you know you could be a terrible singer and yeah. and still have fun with the room and stuff <laughs> like that so yeah no I'm, I do love singing I wish I was good I, I so wish I could actually get up there and be like like entertaining people and they were like wow this is good this but is talent. it's yeah. kind of like I'm entertaining them like they're laughing at me yeah. so <laughs> you know but I do know a lot of words to a lot of songs yeah. and uh, I love you know, some '90s country is probably my wheelhouse. How quickly yeah. can you learn words to a song? Oh, I, I mean, I've I've had '90s country songs I've been listening to my whole life, so not not quickly. No, uh-huh. Eversley has a very unique skill where you can almost hear a song once and you already yeah, know the words. Yeah, I don't know why that is. it's but, a useless skill, it, but it's a very <laughs> impressive skill. So this is probably this isn't you're probably someone. Oh, dude, I love karaoke. That's you're probably, I was like, yeah. but you're probably actually good at it. You're probably like <laughs> no, musically inclined. I didn't say that. No, yeah. see, I, I don't hear the music. I don't hear the beat. I don't. You don't have to. Yeah. As long as you have fun with it. That's why I go to karaoke because the words are on the screen and I can just actually see them and try to read them. Okay, is there a local Placer, Placerville? No. There's no spot here? No. Is there and you're just not telling us? No, I wish there was. Yeah. We'll go get the security Well, you're footage. a business guy. Yeah. yeah but uh, there's a demand. Opportunity. Yeah. There's a, this is an older demographic We'll call it the here. sweet spot. Actually, yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Why is there not one in here? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there there probably could be eventually. If we're going to do it, we'll probably do it in here. Yeah. With friends. Okay. Because public spaces, but... I at, at in Chico a few weeks or you know at the Gold Cup yeah. we had Tim Duggar yeah. which is a singer come <laughs> out and we uh, got up and I actually sang with him uh-huh. me and Kyle and Colby and it was pretty fun but yeah. I didn't get a lot of compliments on my singing but people did have a good time and I think that's what I love about it when uh, <laughs> when Rock Band came out did you did you have that no you didn't play Rock Band no. oh man that was I'm all you not a video game guy. I don't I'm not a video yeah game but guy like yet. a lot of people weren't that got that because it yeah. was like I can be a hero. Yeah. yeah, I just, man, I, I, I just don't spend much time inside. To so, be honest. so you mentioned Tim Duggar. Uh, we heard from, we'll, we'll call her 
Kendra Jacobs, (laughs) that uh, Knoxville once hired Tim Duggar to basically sing backup to you when you won the Knoxville Nationals. Yes. Yeah, that was probably the most uh, memorable, enjoyable night of my whole entire life, besides having my daughter. There it is. There we go. And and marrying my beautiful wife. Guy's a pro. Basically seems cool, too. Yes. (laughs) But as far as, like, just... The a feeling of like accomplishment, mm-hmm. like winning the Knoxville Nationals, it was like this such a pipe dream to me at some point in yeah. my life. Like, and as I got closer and better, and like really, you know, then to beat Donnie Schatz, who's you know obviously for people that don't know, it's like the most legendary <laughs> the guy. at Knoxville yeah. sprint car guy. Yeah, and I'm I had to beat him on a trophy it. behind you. He's got like <laughs> yeah, nine like, in Kinser, a row. Kinser, 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 Kinser. Yeah, and he just won again this yeah. last year, but he's. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then the green white checkered he was right on me. So yeah. I won. Um, you know, it was just like, you know, it was like what put it put me over the hump. Like yeah. I hadn't won a championship at that point. I really hadn't won a big race yeah. besides my first Kings Royal. But you know, it'd been years since I won that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely was really big. And then the party. You know, they they had a just an unbelievable party. Okay, uh, so let's let's set up Knoxville the party side of this because I learned a lot of this stuff from Kendra myself. Um, the race is a big deal. Tell me about the bar down the street. Yeah, Dingus, Dingus is the bar. So Knoxville is just, it's not just a race. It's just this overall, like. And it's in Iowa, yeah, it's to just be clear. A, like, basically, it's like we all go to this place so nobody knows where we're at. Like, it's in, like, there's cornfields. <laughs> it's Field of Dreams? It's Field of Dreams. Yeah, it yeah, really is. Yeah. Uh, the town Which shuts, is also in Iowa. <laughs> the, shut, the town shuts down. And, I mean, Knoxville Raceway is a beautiful place. Yeah. It, it seats 25,000 people. It has, mm-hmm. you know beautiful suites and lighting and it's uh-huh. it's a fancy dirt track yeah. out in the middle of iowa yeah but the town is probably you know eight thousand people give or take a little bit kind of spread out you know and the town kind of shuts down and people rent rooms out in their houses and there's campers in people's lawns and you know the grocery store's full of all race people and, and literally everybody flies into this place to go to the knoxville nationals and it's basically like a seven day you know you just race car. It's like a race festival. Almost. Yeah, race yeah. festival. Yeah, yeah more yeah. of a festival. There's yeah. there's things to do. Yeah. There's you know, yeah. but the dingus. It's it, like, like the it's chili definitely, bowl of big dirt events. Yeah, it's better. It's better than. I it's a joke. It's going. It's better. The the difference between chili bowl and yeah, there is like is the, uh. It's a all, recurring it's, joke we've been doing. You're it's good. all within yeah. like a couple square miles. I guess so. Like the racetrack and everything you do is like right on top of each other. So the bar. Is literally like right across the street. Like literally, like from walking out the gate of the track to Dingus would take two minutes. Yeah, you know, so that's like, dangerous. And Dingus plays live feed of the races. So they yeah. and they've grown over the years. It was a little bar, and then they bought like the lot next to them. Then they built like now it's pretty massive, and it's <laughs> definitely you know a fun place to be. Yeah. Um. You know, then that the bar gets done at two in the morning. Right. Right. And because the races end at 10 or 11, mm-hmm. bars basically starts, yes. goes till two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then half of that crowd goes home, but the other half, then there's, then they start to go under the grandstands yeah. and around and they, they end up in the, <laughs> on the outside of turn three and four. Yeah. And then yeah. that's a whole nother party till six in the morning, every yeah. single night. Yeah. So <laughs> the Knoxville nationals is, is an extremely passionate party crowd, yeah. very diehard sprint car racing people. Yeah. And you know, there's, 28 to 30,000 people uh, that are there for the event plus the 8,000 people that live there. So it's, (laughs) it's like just this influx of, you know, diehard fans and partiers. And um, so anyway, yeah, those people all, you know, 
basically late at night. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing the concert. Tim Duggar's there, and I'm like, you know, just on cloud nine. Just so won the thing. I jumped on the straight on the stage just to, you know, just to get the crowd, yeah. cheer, you know, pumped yeah. up. They were just, you know, going nuts, <laughs> chant, you know. Chanting F Donnie shots and just <laughs> yes. you know because I kind of like knocked the yeah you know, I knocked the yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. Goliath down so um <laughs> yeah so it was just legendary right it was yeah. just fun and then we you know started singing Garth Brooks songs and uh-huh. just whatever when yeah. you say we you and Tim or was this just you no it was me and Tim I would honestly like try and lip sync some because I just I, I couldn't hear that well um, uh, okay. and I'm yeah. not a and good singer and not good with lyrics and he's yeah. and yeah. he was good and he's good and he's so like phenomenal you can, he's a professional and musician and you can kind of hear I can kind of hear how bad I am yeah. because of how good he is and it's not like karaoke with your buddy yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, you're yeah. both yeah it's yeah. Tim Duggar yeah, yeah, yeah. you're just yeah. kind of like so yeah that, that was that night that was you know a night I'll never forget that's for sure so okay so what time does practice normally start in Oxford Nationals uh, we don't, you know, sprint car racing, usually gates open at like three, four o'clock, mm-hmm. usually drivers means at like five o'clock yeah. and then you don't start hot laps till about six to six thirties typical. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like on like a Wednesday, Thursday, you could party till 6am, sleep <laughs> all day until the driver's meeting about five, it's 11 hours. That's not yeah. that bad. You know, that's, that's a I, pretty short bottle or long bottle of throttle. Really. I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but uh-huh. there are drivers that do it and can actually function fairly well being hungover. I'm yeah. just not one of those guys. Yeah. Like I'm, we want names. Well, yeah. I'm honestly Donnie Shots can be hungover. Steve Kinzer was always a guy that was that you know sense. would be yeah, out partying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Kyle could be hungover and actually race pretty good. I I literally am just I'm yeah. not functioning very well. I I think I mean I just like it. You know, I can drink like so many other nights and be hungover so many other days. Why would you want to be hungover on a day that like you're doing your you know, your job, you know, and there's so many people relying on you. So can you drink yeah. it all the night before? I, I don't typically drink more than, you know, like if I had dinner and I just was in the mood to have like a beer or two before a night of racing, I mean, probably like max I would do is like four or something, but like, that would be like, you know, if we were all just having a good time and I was just like, you know, I always have it in the back of my mind though. Like don't ever yeah, get yeah. to where you're going to like notice that you were drinking yeah. the night before. Well, prior to this podcast started, we were talking effectively business for a few hours doing some video stuff and you are, when talking about that stuff, you, you're actually pretty all business. So I can, uh, I can see you as being a guy when it's time to, when it's time to switch. Yeah. I yeah. imagine you can switch pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like play hard, work hard, play hard. It's kind of a thing I, I say, like, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty big on working out, you know? So, I mean, if you're going to drink, like, I'm never going to, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink right. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to drink enough that where it's going to affect my next day. I got Unless, you. look, uh, I'm on a, vac- there we go. I'm on a vacation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or a wedding or just, you know, one of those nights where or you're just trying to beat Donnie shots or you're at Saeed's, but you yeah, know, yeah. those days are pretty much, you know, I have, I don't really have a lot of desire to, to get to that point. Like, you know, if I was going to, you know, five, six beers and, and, you know, if you, if you don't have the ra- a race the next day and Donnie Schatz is here, would you would you outdo him? Absolutely. You can yeah, outdrink yeah. Donnie Schatz. Oh yeah. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like I said, I everything I do. <laughs> like I've been training, man. <laughs> everything I do is is You're gonna is, do it right. is extreme. Yeah. So yes, and if I'm gonna drink and we're drinking, going, then we're yeah. drinking. You're going. Like yeah. we're yeah, we're drinking. Okay. But But yeah, no. If we're doing business, then we're doing business. Yeah. So. Uh, sounds like a big part of your life is is very heavily possible because of your wife Rachel. Yes, absolutely. She's, uh, you know, she allowed me, you know, to pursue my dreams mm-hmm. and then you know still build a family and, you know, 
the outlaw tour a lot some drivers take they do a motor home and like mm-hmm. travel around like that but i never enjoyed that i always wanted to get away and then and a motor home is like a constant battle of like fixing it, trying to work <laughs> it's on it. Oh, it's the yeah. work part, not the community part. Well, that's it's both of them. It's, 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 and you're like literally driving f- six hours to a, to a <laughs> yeah. campground yeah. and like something Hooking breaks. It and it, it's and just yeah, like yeah. literally like to me, I did way better by flying out and creating that as my job and then uh-huh. coming home and having like a family life. Yeah. And then like having a house and just like almost like disconnecting. Mm-hmm. And, then con- and then like when I go to work, I go to work. Like so yeah. she doesn't come. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I go and I'm like, I'm in race mode yeah. and like, I'm not enjoyable to be around when I'm like that anyway. So mm-hmm. it honestly was a better balance, but she's, you know, always, you know, there's so many logistics like for my life, like the, my flights, my hotels, merchandise trailer, uh, you know, now silver dollar speedway, like <laughs> all the different, and yeah. you know, I'm always got a new idea the next day. So she's been able to. You know, she helps me, you know, like, like calm down or, you know, let's do this or, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then with Silver Dollar, you know, she's really picked up the slack because I, I might have signed us up for a little more than, you know, like, <laughs> I oh, got a, you're I, got you, I got us a dog. Right? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, yes. No, no, I'm going to take care of it. No, yeah. I'll walk it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I got this, you know, yeah. I, we can do this. We'll get, yeah. you know, we got our partner and then, yeah. you know, at the end of Babe. the day. Yeah. yeah. So, but. Yeah. She enjoys it, and I think it's honestly for her. It's given her something to do that's right. pretty important. Well, it's like, now a job that has yeah. meaning. Meaning, so, yeah. yeah. So it's it's been really healthy for our you know relationship right. and just you know our next chapter or whatever that looks like. So yeah, she's a she's great. She takes care of our daughter Savannah. You know when I'm gone, and they have a great relationship. And then obviously for me, it's you know I'm just on the go so much um you know they'll come out she'll bring savannah out so she just right. she kind of fills every void that that we need and the, she can the two jerk guys we've done were brian clausen and joyce aldana and uh oh and jack hewitt <laughs> they both lived in indiana you're you know on the west coast which is flying to begin with plus an hour drive to the yeah. sacramento airport yeah uh and last i looked you have 480 <laughs> races this year um so like how how much how often are you here in yeah i mean i any time that there's four days off yeah so yeah. like when we race friday saturday and i can fly home sunday and then fly back out thursday then yeah. i come home yeah. maybe wednesday if there's like a race on thursday or something but i have to fly the day before because obviously if something was to Go happen wrong, it's commercial yeah. but yeah. yeah yeah i mean and so you know it's more than probably some people realize but it's you know less than obviously i want to be home right you know, so yeah I guess it's not too different than from road racing in the sense like it's three races for you it's a race weekend for you yeah i've i've high, i'm high status on the i was gonna on, ask that's a question i was you, like are you are you, you pegged out united american <laughs> you got delta yeah. like yeah, yeah i mean like american i have the most but but um yeah, I mean, I have status with every yeah. airline. I just go with whatever's the fastest. Because, like, what's Donnie Schatz doing? He's got his own plane. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, so. Not, not like a small yeah. plane. He's got a CJ4. He flies it himself. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, and he's actually, you know, he's been nice enough to give me a few rides a few times when, like, you know, I needed, yeah. like, it would it would help me out a lot. Do you have to you sit on the shitter? No, he, oh, right up like front a, with him. He's oh. like he's a he flies it himself. He's like yeah. one of the only. He's an amazing pilot. He, he he's been flying to outlaw races for twenty years. Okay, so, let's so use, let's will use he fly you if you beat him? Oh, so this is what made me change the way I did things was Donnie. Okay. He was you know he was just up here. He was just in his own yeah. world. Yeah, but he has like his this whole other life outside of the outlaw tour. Everybody else just has the outlaw tour. Right. So I tried to do it without my own jet. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came <laughs> up with the idea of my yeah. wife. We bought a house. Yeah. We built a, you know, and then I would fly. I just, yeah. 
you know, I can literally just, you know, get through an airport probably as good or better than yeah. anybody. But I mean, like, I've, what, what, it's Carson, Carson Macedo? Yeah. yeah. So, so like, what's Carson Macedo doing? Does he have a, a he's, RV? He, he's trying to do, he's trying to be like, he's trying to follow my okay. way I did Who's it. living on a bus so I can say their name? Sheldon Hodenshaw. <laughs> there we go. Sheldon Hodenshaw. He's got like a big bus too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, so, so like old school though, that was how they all did it. Okay. Like Darren Pittman and like all the old school World of Outlaw guys, Steve Kinzer, Sammy Swindell, they all drove a bus around and they, they keep their merchandise trailers behind it. And it makes a lot of more financial sense to do it that way. But it's a headache. And if you're miserable, you don't race good. So I changed the way I did it to more like Donnie did it. Donnie just runs everything like a business, flies in and out. Yeah. So he's working and he's home, you know. So I fly in, I race, I go home. Merchandise trailer, hire someone to drive it. It sits in a truck and a trailer, goes down the road. And as soon as I did it, instantly results got 10 times better really you know it's happier you know who does your merchandise uh well yeah, i mean you have a guy driving but like are you responsible for your merchandise yeah so like yeah my wife yeah you know once again orders and, and but works. that's like the panic that is how this works is like everybody runs their own merchandise it's so different from what we're used to yeah exactly and th- and it's you know if you took that away then the dirt race like you would have a lot harder time to make making a living at it because it's kind of like I, like if you're you get to the top, it's it can be like you could probably make more or fifty fifty. Yeah. Like your merchandise versus your race winnings. It's, it's kind of like that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like and then, but it, that's a select few. If it's you're not, a, yeah. If it's you're not at the very driver. top, yeah, yeah. Then like when I was like, you know, in the years, early years, you know, my world of outlaw career, like then there was times it didn't even make sense to bring the t-shirt trailer out mm-hmm. because you sell not very much stuff mm-hmm. and it costs you more to bring the trailer in time. And he's like, yeah. like there was a year or two there. I just, I just said, when I first started doing this, like no merchandise trailer, mm-hmm. I'll just sell it to big races and that's it. Yeah. You know, but now we take it to every race. And, and you own a screen printing company with Casey Kane. Yeah. Okay. We started a screen print shop called Kane screen print. It's in our race shop, but we, we just allocated a, a partial, a part of the shop to, mm-hmm. to print shirts. So you're doing your own in-house then to sell. Yeah. 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 We do all Kyle Larson shirts. We mm-hmm. do Rico Abreu's, Casey's, mine. Actually, uh, quite a f- quite a few. It's a it's a very uh, growing business, and, and uh, we have a good art department, so it's it's doing pretty well. Whose idea was it to, to do that in-house? Me. Yeah, uh, that's well, not surprising. Yeah. Honestly, what I was going to do is uh, – do it here uh-huh. uh, in my shop with, and we were just going to get one small machine. And Rico and I, Rico Abreu and I, were both on the West Coast, so we were both going to uh, do our just invest in something and do our own shirts. That's where the idea started. I told Casey about it, and he's like, "Well, why can't we do something here? You know, and and bigger and scale it up a little bit." And it, it made a lot more sense. I, you know, this shop would have we wouldn't have had enough room like super quick in here, but it worked out really well. And so we got you know three screen print machines, you know presses and then dryers and all the all the stuff so <laughs> yeah. I, I learned that whole business and that's a t- that's actually a very tough business but it's doing it's doing good we were wondering if you could do our shirt for us we want to yeah. do like a, an acura mdx on dirt yeah like with mud coming off the back our, of it and everything our and... artists are pretty spectacular okay. so anything that's like specialty like that yeah honestly yeah. i mean if there, you're serious there's no such thing as too loud yeah we actually want to make the most ridiculous shirt because yeah. like loud okay so i'll get your people with my people uh-huh. you're happen. looking at yeah you're looking <laughs> at our people yeah, dude, yeah. So. <laughs> exactly so basically when we're done is there a status thing to the merchandise trailer because imagine you're a racer so everyone's going to get competitive because i imagine for people that don't want to do it there must be like an aggregator company as well right somebody that carries a handful of people in their trailer no no there's it's, no such yeah. thing no it's just we're it, doing this yeah it doesn't make sense because then you're all competing against each other and it's hard like 
like, like like you do on track earlier yeah, in the night. Yeah, it's kind of so it's like an a, aggregator doesn't work because you're like, well, if you've got Donnie's shots, I'm not going to be in that trailer. Well, it's like if you, it's like if That's me yes. and yeah. two people, uh-huh. or me and another person go in, the yeah. trailer will still do the same revenue if you took the person out. Oh, but, so you're helping them? It or it, it's just the way it works. I don't understand it. If you did every person in one trailer, then I think all you it would just show you is that like. They're gonna gravitate to the popular yeah. guy. Like the yeah. little guy is gonna make nothing. Oh, but if the little guy has a trailer, he still kind of does okay. And I don't yeah. under, really understand if it's just the way people's minds work. They're just like, seeing it, so I want to support this guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they'll go mm-hmm. up to the trailer. They mm-hmm. they'll look at the shirts. They're yeah. all that guy's shirt, so they might something might stick out. Where so you what like, you're saying is that trailer's putting the priority into that merchandise. Yeah, and and if you all go in one, you literally like. You, like your you, white noise. You, you just yeah. don't stop. Like yeah. I mean, it just doesn't work for some reason. What about what about placement in the garage? Or in, is it in the pits where they do them? Some people sell just out of the race haulers, yeah. like at the end of the night. But I mean, that's it's very like yeah, you know, pass and all that. Like yeah. well, you just not you just don't sell a whole yeah. a whole yeah. lot. So if if Kane Screen Printing makes the biggest, loudest dinner with racer shirt ever made, yeah, and that and then and then a trailer went to mm-hmm. high limits races this could be arranged yes absolutely I'm but here, you guys I'm, need to get the trailer and you got to get I'm it there i'm hearing yeah. a net loss uh, we I'm, can, hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing a new way to lose money <laughs> we can we can print the shirts. And more work <laughs> yeah we can design and print the shirts yeah. absolutely yeah. now you're not very familiar with our ways of doing things you're only learning today how we work um <laughs> would you let us either for silver dollar speedway <laughs> or for high limits racing would you let us make a marketing commercial site unseen um yeah, because then I can decide if I'm going to use it or not. No, that's not the deal. <laughs> no, is it has to go out. It has to go out. It has, it has to get one spot <laughs> yeah. sight unseen. And it's for me. Like it's. F- it's going to promote your silver venue. dollar speedway yeah. and anything else. You sure, want. I'd give you a chance. Oh. All right. Well. Well, I thought you were good at business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't say it cost money. Yeah. So. No, yeah. yeah, that was a deal. <laughs> so you you currently drive for Casey Kane Racing. You've been driving him for like 45 years. Yes, if I understand mm-hmm. correctly. It sounds like it's percentage of prize money is is how you make your salary or is there like a there's no like salary a, it's just oh, sorry, it's, sorry. It's, yeah yeah it sounds like you percentage of prize money is how you make your your money on this deal how you yeah. get paid to race yep is there no overhead they don't give you like here's x amount and then percentage no nope, all percentage okay wow. so even at a high level team yeah, yeah. Like, but i mean you're you're racing with the best equipment with great no people yeah. and the chances of making a lot of money mm-hmm. are, are there because of that yeah. so you know. So in Casey's case, uh, that came out wrong. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm Casey. For, for Casey, how does this make sense as a business, so to speak? So Napa is your sponsor, and then yeah. you've got several uh, ancillary sponsors as well. Um, you know, if he's splitting the prize money, uh, what's paying for the race team? Yeah, he gets prize money and sponsorship. But mm-hmm. this is where the high limit tour is somewhat, you know, coming from is. A little more sustainability for the teams, you know, like, you know, we, he gets tone, like for an outlaw race, you get tone money. And then the point fund at the end of the year Meaning is split. Like money to get to the next race. Yeah. Like, right, like I think up. it's, you like know, the outlaw five, series gives tone money? Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they give each time if you're a, if you're a platinum like a member, full-time season yeah, member. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You, every race you pull in, you get like $500. And that's you know? basically money to get you to the next so race. So do you not pay an entry fee? No, and you're no, getting no. free. Yeah. Oh, that's not a big yeah, deal. Point, as long as you guarantee that you're coming to all the big races. Yeah. You get like. You, each team gets like five cards and that's like your when you show up you, you get in and yeah. so like they get free pit passes they get the the t-shirts you know but the driver does not the owner yeah. and then uh the owner gets some tow money but it's still even like as good as we do and mm-hmm. high level we're running we're still 
barely getting by, you know, as for a race. For Casey's sake. Yeah, yeah for yeah. Casey's sake. So it's definitely like, it's like we're kind of relying on like rich or well-off people that have a high passion for sprint cars, <laughs> not necessarily like right. to build a business and owning sprint cars. And that's kind of the issue. If why a portion of prize money and the Napa sponsorship, it's still not quite enough to make sense for Casey, I mean, purely business-wise. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely, I mean, it's expensive to be, yeah. to compete for championships yeah. and run at a high level. Okay. So, I mean, that's where we're trying to change the business model a little bit. With the new series that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, put pressure on the outlaws to maybe, you know, like step up a little bit on the yeah. revenue side, yeah. you know. So explain this to me then. Uh, what's the budget for the year of World of Outlaws? I mean, a roundabout budget. Uh, most cars are gonna. It's gonna probably cost about eight hundred thousand to okay. not to probably with the fuel now and and sure. ex- yeah. maybe nine hundred thousand okay. for a full so, season to run a full season of roughly how many races? It's about ninety races. So yeah. it's about ten thousand dollars every time you. Open We're never going to explain the economics of sports car. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am curious. So if it's like eight to nine hundred thousand dollars. Napa comes in. Are, is Napa your sponsor, or is that Casey Kane Racing it's sponsor? Ca- it's. I mean, because you're not getting paid by Napa, you're no. getting paid by what you earn. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's Casey Kane Racing sponsor. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they get the checks. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I was a big part of getting it. No, for sure, for sure. Just but, for like the, the yeah, because like right yeah. now, um, <laughs> I was going to use a sports car racing analogy. That's amazing. <laughs> um, let's say Chase Elliott. He drives the Napa NASCAR. Yeah, he's obviously if he leaves tomorrow, I imagine Napa would probably try to go with him well, somewhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he's a big draw to that. But he's getting a he's getting a salary and then a percentage. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But yeah. Because you guys are just a different sport altogether. Mm-hmm. Sports racing is like I, I can't even draw a comparison because it doesn't make sense. But it seems like you're not getting a flat rate. You're getting what you earn it's it's just it's all off of performance yeah i mean yeah, it, exactly. it really is yeah. it's how you're performing and when you perform well like when yeah. you win the knoxville nationals your t-shirt sales go up mm-hmm. your you know everything you know your percentage is higher and then you yeah. win a championship then then you get a little bit of championship money like the okay. champion yeah. gets money every time he shows up so like there's all these oh. things as you're building your brand yeah you know the t-shirt sales yeah. the the earning the winnings the championship yeah. money so then you yeah. start to like but when you're like one tier below that, yeah, man, yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah. So you when know. you're doing appearance or sponsor work for Napa, you are not paid by Napa or Casey Kane to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. You understand that this is making part of your percentage. It's just part of it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Part of the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 What about, like, is expenses all on you? No, I mean, Casey and I have a uh, an arrangement. You know, flights I pay for, but hotels, you know, I, I can have a hotel room, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I can ride with the guys and have a hotel room either. You know, like, there's, yeah. there's, there's multiple ways of doing it i think yeah. every driver and owner has a different agreement it seems mm-hmm. like at your level it's this loose. yeah right that yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's pretty it's, I mean, yeah. you're like <laughs> you are going for the championship your fourth in a row yeah. in a week yes yeah. and and yeah. you're still it's this loose the way it's, it's done but it's you know there's some good things about that like he doesn't he he doesn't regulate our he, we're not splitting t-shirt money sure, like, like yeah. i get to buy the, like yeah. t-shirts and run yeah. or, like yeah. there's no like because your t-shirts li- actually have value there's no likeness yeah. like issue or, or like he gets to run it and i only get 20 mm-hmm. percent or something mm-hmm. like it's mine you know like yeah. race winnings i mean you win when you win a hundred and fifty thousand dollar race yeah i mean i get a bonus plus seventy five thousand dollars in yeah. my bank account the next day you yeah. know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's there's not a lot of in- industries where like you know, like you win a race, like hundred grand. If you lose, you, you know, like it's it's yeah. very performance driven, yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah, it's uh, impressive. Yeah, it's it's it definitely makes you you know push hard. But mm-hmm. 
that's kind of why I started to look at other business <laughs> opportunities because <laughs> I think at some point if you start to fall off, your earnings yeah. can be can go like that. And you're, yeah. And like you build a lifestyle mm-hmm. one way, and like mm-hmm. your your income right. can change you and race bad, it. So if you have a bad year, yeah, like I've had kind every, of a rough the year. Dollars are gonna fall. Yeah. yeah, like if I don't win the championship this year, I'll definitely be down a good bit compared. But with Silver Dollar and the screen print business and mm-hmm. other things I'm doing, like yeah, I, it's not as you know, it's not as hard to take. Right. You know. Right. How'd you meet Rachel? Uh, actually here at Plasterville. Okay. Um, oh, so she's she's from Plasterville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her family lives with right around here. So, yeah. yep. Uh, met her there. Then I went out on the road, but we always kind of kept, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in, in a relationship kind of friends, but just, you know, she let me go kind of live my dream. And mm-hmm. then, uh, I think just timing, it worked out good. Like when I went on the outlaw tour, she actually just came out on the outlaw tour with, mm-hmm. like I knew I was like, you know, time to settle down and, and get married. And, yeah. and then we, you know, did the house and had our daughter and yeah, yeah it's been, it's been so great. she's a race fan then. She actually, I think, you know, she's been through a lot with racing with my friend, you know, some of my friends, you know, Brian Clausen and uh, Jason Leffler yeah. and Jason Johnson that she's yeah. kind of doesn't love watching me race <clears throat> as much anymore, you know? So, uh, who, when was the, who was the first big one that she went or that, she became aware of um i mean i i think you always know there's dangers but i think this hits a lot more home when it's like there are friends yeah, you know yeah. i think probably yeah. i think probably brian clausen was probably like the most you know like hit us like the hardest and you that's, know that's where i'm going is it's one thing when you know it can happen it's another one it actually does yeah and just you know just seeing that and like just you know like this becomes so real like you just yeah. You know, like, yeah, you might get hurt, but, like, man, just, yeah. like, the next level, it's just, and then seeing what it does to the family and, and you know, his fiance, it's just, it was just really hard, and I, you know, so I don't know that she's, like, the biggest race fan <laughs> anymore. That, yeah. I think she would be fine, you know, but we've been doing it so long, it's it's our yeah. work, kind of, you know, I so. That. Yeah. Did that, did yeah. the dynamic change at all? Um, she was, I would never say she was, like, the most hardcore race fan. Like, right. she you know, this was something to do at Plasterville, so she would go to the racetrack, but I don't ever think she was, like, the hardest car race fan. But right. she did come out and do two whole outlaw tours with me. Sure. Like, the whole the whole deal, the motorhome, selling the T-shirts, and right. I just think it was just something for her. It was just, it was just like, you know. But, like, after Brian's accident, did her attitude about you racing change, not in the sense of you doing, because that's the job, but, like, yeah. maybe you don't do the races you don't have to do kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think a little of that, I mean, both of us, though. I mean, it's not just her putting pressure yeah. on me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared. But you start to, you know, when you build a family and there's kids involved, and yeah. you know, you certainly start to think bigger picture. And there's more to life than just racing a car. When I was young, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. fearless. But you actually do think a little now, like you know, and you do think that you know this isn't the easiest sport. And uh, you know, she's certainly always had my back and stood behind me. But you know, I think it's just both something that we've always thought about is. You know, at some point, you know, you'd like to mitigate some risk in your life. And, you know, as you get yeah. older and you want to, you know, be able to spend those years, you know, later in life with, you know, your kids and, and you know, creating memories and doing things. I mean, you invest all this time doing this, but hopefully it leads to something, you know, yeah. down the road. Yeah. Did you have to use a line? When- with Rachel? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she honestly... She just had a crush on me, like, right out of the gate for whatever oh, reason. Okay. But she so was younger. She's four years younger. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was a real, I was always a really young, uh, like, late bloomer, mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, her being younger than me never – it was – I was always 
you know, didn't seem weird or yeah, anything right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, in fairness, because you're now thirty thirty six. You're yeah. thirty six, and you look like you're twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, I I've, tell, de- like, I've I imagine definitely, you've always been young but I, looking and being yeah. small too yeah. is definitely something that like when you're when you're like eighteen, yeah. or seventeen, yeah. eighteen, nineteen, and you're mm-hmm. small, like yeah. like it just yeah. And it's I look the opposite when you're six one. Yeah, they think you're. It's all off of yeah. Like that's the thing is. You okay? They keep right. waiting. Like, it's like they're waiting for me to grow, and I'm like, no, oh, this is it. I'm five four. I'm five four. This is about what I'm. Water on you. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna be. So. Yeah. No, she just yeah she had a cut, but she you know, and then it was just like timing, you know, more than anything. Just. So you didn't need to have game. Because no, she liked you. I think yeah. my game was just being a race car driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I you know don't know. What we call that for him, obviously. <laughs> Sweet talking. Ah, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, when I was yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the gift of gab, I guess. Right. Yeah. So. So let's hear about Dad Brad. I, I enjoy being a dad. It's probably the you know most rewarding, enjoyable thing in my life for sure. I mean, I you hear that from every parent, but yeah. like you don't yeah. understand it until you are. So it's like it's not even worth like trying to describe it to someone yeah. who's not. But. It's, you know, it definitely, what it does for you, especially like in the world I live in of high pressure, high mm-hmm. stakes is like, you know, she just doesn't care, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's just yeah. happy to see yeah, me. Yeah. She yeah. just wants to play. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'll tell her I didn't do good. And she's like, oh, it's okay. You'll do good next time. You know, like, so, you know, just like, like why that. Why can't I believe that? Yeah. But just that, like, innocence and, like, just that definitely changes your, your perspective yeah. on life yeah. for sure. So, yeah, I mean. It's been great, yeah. and she asked me about getting a go kart, and I was like, mm. "Yeah, well, that was my next question: is so what happens when she wants a kart?" So I was like, uh, like "Yeah, no, no." So is it no because the danger, the lifestyle, or the money? Uh, I just I don't know if I could watch my little girl go on a racetrack and like get hurt, you know, yeah. potentially get hurt. Yeah. I think it's danger to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's a hard life for one. I know, like, I know how hard it is because I've lived through it. It's like. I did that so that she wouldn't have to do it. Now she wants, to, you know. Now she's asking about a yeah. go kart, but I think it's. I think just you know, like I just know there's dangers there. Like right? yeah, I know yeah. it's easy to get hurt. Like yeah. I think sometimes, you know, I think she's only four and a half, so we'll see how it progresses. But I'm like, yeah, like, you know, how about we do, you know, something else? What about like a computer with an engineering program <laughs> on it? Like, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah, learn fuel mileage. I would be fine with like gymnastics, yeah. Yeah. cheerleading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, how about building websites? Honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll. You know, yeah. whatever she wants, whatever she, because I, I know me, I never could take no. So. Well, where's mom standing on go karts? Oh, she's like, no way. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, so the other thing, dangerous side, like, dad, like, what dad, what kind of little league dad would you become if she was racing? Oh. Because I uh, see you, I could see. I see it. you as like a closet psychopath. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think yeah. that's yeah. all I got here. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't honestly. <laughs> I, I don't know. Me too. I <laughs> hope and pray I don't have to go to the go kart track. I just hope and pray. Yeah, I just, so do the other dads. I just don't <laughs> yeah. want to yeah. go through that whole life again. Like, like when she gets her first black flag, where what 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 dad sweet's gonna come out? I don't know. I, the older I've gotten, because of you know, just you, you seriously learn how to like stay calm. Like <laughs> yeah, like in race. I mean, think about like I race ninety times a year. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, <laughs> I can see this. Well, at the beginning, it was like you just you flip out. Well, yeah. then it's yeah. like once you do that, you're done. Like, or you show up with like a na- like you show up at a racetrack you don't like, and you're negative. Then you're like, you know, instantly you run bad. So, so for it's, you, it's not being a better person. It's about the fact that you're not going to run as well if you're a, if you're I just a raging think, psychopath. <laughs> well, yeah. However you want to take that, but I think just being, <laughs> you know, just 
kind of even yeah. keel is, yeah. is yeah. It, to be successful. Well, I especially mean, your type of racing finesse is such a thing. That, yeah. Like if you're Just, sitting there matting it and losing well, it. Well, and yeah, and getting mad at your crew chief or yelling yeah. at people or like yeah. there's so mm-hmm. many aspects of it. Yeah. Like it just wastes time and then you end up creating a negative situation. Yeah. And it's like, man, I did that a lot. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, but I I don't do that. No what more. kind of go-kart dad was dad? Uh, honestly, just, you know, never really yelled. Never, hmm. not, not much. Like he was, he was smart. Like he's a, like he, my cart was fast, and that's all he cared about is mm-hmm. making my cart fast. He was never mad at me about Did he my drive. Did on trucks? Um, no. I mean, he's he's just super. Um, he can just fix anything. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like mm-hmm. that type of guy that you'd be like, oh, my dryer's making a noise, and like he's never worked on a dryer, and all of a sudden he, yeah. like that was the next thing. He was he drove tanker, and then like this guy down the road's like, I'm selling my appliance repair business. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe I'll buy that and fix appliances for a while. I'm like. <laughs> You know, so then he just <laughs> he just like yeah. he just went into that business yeah. of doing that. Yeah. But like I've never seen him like not know about <laughs> right. something. So like, this yeah. Is like yeah, yeah. And he had a kid that's like, yeah, I'll buy a racetrack. I'll start a race series. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's up. Me yeah. and him are yeah. different in the fact that I'm I'm outgoing and okay. he's not. Like he doesn't like to be in he doesn't like to be in groups and around people. Is he English? <laughs> yeah. he, is his name John Eversley. Yeah. Like, he is, likes hmm. he likes he likes to just tinker and do his own thing but he's super good at what he does but yeah. he's he never was super successful in business because he wasn't the people person mm-hmm. and like huh. mm-hmm. and the hustler like I he just this, yeah. he, mm-hmm. he just wanted to do his like he bought the appliance repair business and he drove around in his van and he fixed appliances and didn't want to talk to people you know what i mean yeah. so it was like my dad with race cars <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like i'm just gonna work on these. Wait, so yeah. where did the outgoing part come is that mom yeah my mom very yeah. outgoing very you know talk to anybody no one's a stranger the kind of person that ran the convenience store yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so she you know she was she's a hustler too you yeah. know go get her you know very up every morning five in the morning goes for like a nine mile walk like, she'll upsell like, you on getting the mentos yeah so yeah. she's you know so i think i just mentos. got i got a little bit of both my mom and my dad yeah. like a yeah. like a good balance luckily yeah, yeah. so what's the what's the <laughs> you'd like to sing yep poorly yep fine what's the song we're singing on the way to, to school every day um, I mean, I just anything Garth Brooks. I I always you make you make your daughter listen to Garth Brooks. Oh yeah, yeah. She's, her, not, she's not like no blues. Or her whatever no her her favorite song right now is uh, Friends in Low Places. So. Okay, okay. But her mom, you know, is more of like a, a hip hop. So mm-hmm. then she started seeing some other stuff okay, I don't know so much about. What is she, six or seven? No, she's only four and a half. So she's oh, oh, okay. she's just mumbling. Yeah. You know? She's it's a mumble not, rapper. Yeah, she's it's part of that new mumble rapping scene. Yeah, 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 it's it. not really singing at this yeah, okay. point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so she's you. not making you put on her favorite song 25 times in one drive to the... I mean, if we let her, she will. But yeah, man, yeah. we just try to keep it tight where we just don't... We just <laughs> right. we just turn the music up a little louder, a little louder. You know? So, yeah. What's the thing you never thought you'd learn about? You know, like a Peppa Pig or a... Yeah, just all of that, honestly. Like, like I mean... The shows and like yeah, how right. they can rewatch the show right. over yeah. and yeah. over yeah. and over. What's yeah. the thing you secretly kind of dig? Uh, some of the movies are actually not bad. You <laughs> know, like, name one. Sing. Like I. So, oh, oh yeah. I threw, Sing is yeah. a very good movie. Yeah. I started to watch yeah, Sing yeah. with yeah. her, and yeah. then she lost her. She lost. And you're like, don't you want to watch Sing again? No, I just stayed watching it. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> well, that's a good then, one. I'm and then my wife's like, you're kind of like that koala bear, that Buster Moon. That's you. I'm like, okay. So yeah, big ideas, but no, yeah. So I mean, I think so. Yeah, I learned that. Well, but the koala bear is a promoter. Exactly. I get it. I am. So, I yeah. like it. Buster yeah. Moon is me. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. so now that's what Kyle calls me now. Buster Moon. Because now we do, you know, I'm always got the big idea. And yeah. We're gonna, this is how we're going to do it. And they're like, 
come on. God yeah, like, sweet. Yeah, like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like we're going to be doing it. Poor yeah. Colby Copeland. Yeah, poor yeah. Colby, man. Yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah. getting it. Yeah. yeah, pouring out for him. Yeah. yeah. So, so people are going to be hearing this. We're not sure when this will come out, but um, it'll probably still be on the eve of your new High Limit series coming out. Okay, so cool. Um, so you and Kyle Larson, who you've known forever, teamed up. You started this new Wednesday night series. It's going to be 12 races next year. Tell me about the High Limit series. Well, I've known Kyle forever, and he is my brother-in-law. So yes. You get, yes. You know, it's like family at this point. Yeah. But, um, you know. It is family. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we, it's, like, it's legitimately, <laughs> legally speaking, yes. family. So we are. So we started the High Limit Series. It's a winged 410 yeah. series. What's the middle, name? middle of the week. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesday nights only. Yeah. Uh, it's Every race is paying at least $23,000 to win. Uh, it's bigger purse money than basically even the World of Outlaws. So bigger purses, middle of the week. Uh, first race will probably be early April, but I'm still ironing out the schedule. And it'll be April to October, um, like basically a race or two in, in each month type of yeah. situation. But uh, it's it's a limited series. It's 12 races. Yes. You're going around the country. It's all going to be available on Flow. It's all on Flow Racing, and, uh, you know, it's just to create excitement, you know. And, and obviously we still want the fans to come because, you know, we're going to, you know, yeah, try to do something a little different. I think we can still get fans to come out. You know, if we do a good Absolutely. job, I yeah, think yeah. middle of the week, be done by nine to nine thirty. Uh, you know, you have to acknowledge you can't be late, and narrow the show up a little bit. You know, start seven o'clock, seven to nine type type of situation. So, yeah, that's what it is. It's uh, should be exciting. We're gonna try to make it a little more exciting. Try to engage with the fans a little more, and and then hopefully everyone will be happy. How pissed is the world of outlaws with you two? Uh, well, I mean, Kyle, it doesn't. It doesn't affect him, but me kind of investing my the whole... series where you race. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And <laughs> yeah. the champion, and on the yeah. cover of their video game, and all yeah. those things. Yeah. They're they're upset with me, but like I've told, you know, Brian Carter's the one that owns the World of Outlaws, mm-hmm. and I've just said it's not personal; it's just business. You know, I'm, I'm sure that went over well. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, like, oh, in that yeah. case, oh, but okay. he, in my defense, <laughs> uh-huh. he did start uh, competing series this same year with USAC. You know, okay. he created the Extreme Outlaw series, which yeah. is non-wing midgets and non-wing sprint cars, but yeah. then cried wolf, you know, when we go and start a series. But okay. at the end of the day, I just want us to work together. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to schedule any races on top of their races yeah. because yeah. we'd rather, you know, their guys be able to come to our races mm-hmm. and make money if they get the opportunity to do. So it's not it's not theme personal. That's just the truth. It's just Kyle Kyle's likeness presented this opportunity and, it allowed me to put something together that, that made a lot of sense for drivers and team owners and, you know, hopefully promoters and fans are happy too. And it's it's a cool niche. You've told us offline that, you know, one of your objectives here was to kind of raise the bar a little bit in terms of what could be going on. The the limited series might be a good meeting of supply and demand and creating demand that otherwise isn't yeah. oversaturated. But also the nature of the purses, maybe this will sort yeah, of change, encourage other racing series to do the change same. Change the business model a little bit. Yeah. I think yeah. it's due yeah. for a tweak. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, You're like old the old school way of thinking of 3,000 yeah. fans paying the purse, but yeah. what about the other people that are watching mm-hmm. on these streaming services? Yeah. Like, You're yeah. like the Justin Marks of guys <laughs> trying to change the oval <laughs> racing scene. Yeah. 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 And honestly, Justin is a good friend of mine and we do we – do, you know, pass ideas back and forth to yeah. each other. Always enjoy talking to Justin. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> so, <we laughs> so what's the pushback been like from, from World of Outlaws when you guys come up with a with a series that's pretty much a competitor? Well, we get, like, bonus money. Mm-hmm. I mean, the minute we announced our series, they took my bonus money away. Uh, oh, wait. Is that, like, control you bonus money? Like, just arbitrary? It's, just, it's like, the, all this money in the Outlaws is, like... Um, For being a good person. 
it's like it's a it's like we're buying exclusivity to you, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so like you stay loyal, right? Yeah. yeah. So okay, so if they have you a loyalty bonus. if you step out here, well, Dirt Vision's value yeah. is based off exclusivity to the Outlaws. Dirt yeah. Vision only airs the Outlaws. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. on the competitive stream. Well, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the streaming that's it's all about the money. You always got to follow yeah. where the money yeah. ends yeah. up, and yeah. the streaming's the yeah. money right now. So yeah. uh, his value, his company is Dirt Vision, and then Flow, obviously, you know they're. They're wanting a piece of, you know, they want something compelling right. that they can yeah. showcase, and mm-hmm. you know, at that high level, deal. and yeah. So they, two of the gonna, biggest names in dirt track. So, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is like anything. You know, when a Walmart goes in, a Target goes in. When a Walgreens goes in, a CVS goes in, and you yeah. know, they're kind of viewing us as a competitor. We're trying to be at least, yeah. you know, very fair and like right. and like how we enter. You know the right. conversation. Middle when of the meal week. Meal based podcast shows up. Kyle Petty shows up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, comp- but competition is what'll drive the sport higher. So, anyway, <laughs> if this works and is successful, less events becomes probably something that they're going to consider, right? I don't know what the yeah. outlaws are going to do yeah. because I just think they're just they built this business and I know that they want to sell it. Yeah. And so I don't think they want to change anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Brian Carter or World Racing Group doesn't want to change anything right now. You know, I would say that they want to stay right where they're at because, you know, the trajectory of their, mm-hmm. you know, historical net income's probably just going up nice. Yeah. They built this dirt vision. It's got subscribers. They have this nice thing that, you know, an investment group could come in and, and, and buy. You know, we are viewed as not good for that mm-hmm. because obviously – you know, I don't think if he wasn't going to sell, I don't think he, I think he would just, yeah. you know, spend more money and, and make us either go away or schedule against us. But yeah. the fact that he didn't kind of shows you where he's at with that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I don't run his business. I'm, only, I'm just going to pay attention to what works mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And if there's an opportunity for us to get bigger or grow or, or stay where we're at or mm-hmm. whatever's working, you know, that's all I'm going to pay attention to and focusing on, you know, how to try to make it more sustainable for owners. Right. Better for the drivers that are risking their lives yeah. and being away from their families. Like it's gotta be a little bit better yeah. for everybody. And then, you know, hopefully not oversaturating anything either. Yeah. So that's you know, that's a balancing act, just like promoting, you know, I mean it's all kind of in the same equation as trying to fit in that ecosystem without hurting it. Because we love the sport. Yeah. We just want to make sure that we're pushing it as high as we can get it. Yeah. All right. Couple of <laughs> talking things. Um <laughs> I have to think you'd be the last to know when Kyle started dating your sister. I don't think so. I mean, we're all kind of ran around in a similar friend group, okay. you know, back in the day. Um, when did you start figuring it out? Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm trying to think actually like when I remember, I just remember Kyle one time just being like, I have a crush on your sister. Like maybe even before oh, they started okay. dating yeah, or yeah, something okay. like. Yeah, it's just always been a thing kind of deal. Well, yeah, like they, like similar really. I mean, like they kind of had their, you know, that the phase of like their maybe seeing someone else, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then they, uh, when it finally, you know, came together, like she, you know, I was living in Burkdale and they were living in Burkdale. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't a surprise, but Such I like Kyle. A story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, but me and my sister are five years apart. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. like, I mean, I'm 19 hitting the road. She's like freshman in high school. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's enough of a gap that there's not, yeah, I'm not, not like an overprotective close. brother. Yeah, yeah, I right, mean, right. she was a very, you know, we have a better relationship now probably than we ever did then. Sure, you know? yeah, sure. Like, yeah. I mean, not that we were like, we just didn't really, we yeah. weren't like super close because yeah. of our age difference. That right. was really it. I mean, yeah. I was just in a different phase of my life yeah. constantly ahead of her. And not, yeah. Like, I was out of high school when she came into yeah. high school. Like, we were yeah. just far enough apart. Sure. Like, we didn't spend a lot of time, you know. Yeah, yeah. When I'm in high school, she's in like, you know, 
fifth grade, fourth, fifth yeah, grade. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of, yeah. Do you remember the first time you met Larson? Well, I, I mean, he grew up cycling. We both grew up racing on cycling. Yeah. I, I just remember, like, him, like, doing things at times where you're like, oh, you know, he seems. And then I remember this, like, one time. Like, I never, like, talked to them much or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. But I remember this one time I was at in Knoxville, and they have a go-kart track that's down the road from Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wrecked on, like, the first lap, and all the good guys were there, and he just, like, came back to the field and won. And I just remember thinking, like, damn, that was that was kind of impressive, like, right. for a little, yeah. just yeah. this little guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. so. And you didn't realize he was just, like, Northern California kid. I know, I knew. No, oh, okay. I knew, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I knew he's from Elk Grove. Yeah. We okay. raced go-karts together, okay. but I, we weren't, like, friends. Yeah, right, he right, was, right. He was, he was, once so again. He's so much younger, too. Yeah, yeah you in different classes yeah. and all that. Yeah, so. always, yeah. I was always, like, one class. The next one up. Yeah. And, and I was always, like, the rules would change because I would yeah. win, like, everything, and then he had to, like, go through it. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so then, like, uh, probably when we, probably, like, when he came to Chili Bowl or maybe, you know, Trophy Cup, but he was just, just too young to be in a sprint car, but, like, I knew, like, he was good. You know, you know, I met him a couple times, like, and then we started to get more like, fr- like once he started racing a midget, you know, uh, I was around him a lot more, and you know, just we started hanging out a little bit, and, yeah. and you know, and then when he came to North Carolina, like that's probably yeah. where we really became more like friends. Oh, really? Yeah. When you yeah. left, because then you were yeah. sort of brothers in arms from the this, yeah, this college, like, right? Yeah, yeah, like we like he'd gone on the same path, but he was always mm-hmm. right behind me, and then we yeah. ended up in the same spot, like literally yeah. like two apartments over from each other. So <laughs> then we were like, you know, then yeah. it was like. We started to build more of a friendship. Like yeah. he'd hang out, he'd go to Saeed yeah. like together yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you guys were together when we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we were, yeah, yeah. And then we hung out a lot. And, yeah. You know, ever since then, I mean, did you, you know. ever think that you'd be seeing him at Christmas for the rest of your life? No, I mean, actually, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised that you know, but it's obviously been normal now. Like, yeah, it's really right. cool. Yeah. But uh, I just, I, I love the the idea that so many of the people we interact with in the sport end up becoming people we're going to be around for the rest of our careers and you don't think about that yeah like the first time i met you i wasn't like hey for the next 15 years we're going to be stuck like in a car yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean Fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no i hear you i yeah, yeah i mean yeah I, I don't know i guess you just sometimes you just don't think about it yeah you know? right you just yeah. you just and then life just comes at you quick exactly so. exactly so on your shirt it says slc promotions and that stands for Sweet Larson Copeland, obviously. Yeah. Kyle is a partner of yours on a few different things, not yeah. just the the new sprint car series. So as a business partner, I assume he's he's getting into the QuickBooks, he's doing spreadsheets, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's part of the. Yeah. Hold on, what are you? What type of comedian are you here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle has got one yeah. quality in life, and that is racing. <laughs> race driver. <laughs> he's got one thing that to to give. <laughs> to contribute. Yeah, like if contend, he wasn't yeah. a good race car driver, I don't know what he would do. I honestly don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. saying he's dumb yeah. or anything no, like no, that no 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 i get it but Be, some but of because, us are but he is definitely put on this earth to drive a race car yeah. and he's good at it yeah. like extremely yeah. good at driving a race car yeah. but outside of that i don't think he has much desire or passion to do anything else but yeah. drive a race car like yeah. he literally races like 300 times a year like yeah like he burns me out just watching him. <laughs> and i race a lot <laughs> yeah but yeah. he's still he can race cup and still almost race more than me it's mm-hmm. like yeah the guy's it's nuts crazy. like he'll just yeah fly over here race a late model go race a sprint car be in the cup car then like it's just like dude i don't know how he does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like i think he's gonna burn himself out but absolutely yeah, yeah. at yeah. some point he hasn't yeah. yet i don't yeah. know yeah. So, yeah yeah so does that mean colby does all the work um colby does a lot but i i do have to give credit to to troy hennig up at silver dollar because because okay. colby you know he has a job too mm-hmm. uh working for his dad in like a concrete business so yeah. You know, that was part of, like, maybe we underestimated the amount of time that you have to be there. And be there, like, <laughs> be on the premise for, like, you know, 
not dumb things, but like just an orders coming in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, just like stuff. just, you know, yeah. stuff like that where, so Troy does a lot of that type of stuff for us. And then, yeah. uh, Rachel probably spends the most time on the actual business. Like she you. answers the phone. Like some, like when it gets close to gold cup, you're talking like 20, 30 calls a day, yeah, yeah, you know, every yeah. day, like ticketing. I mean, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Camping's a nightmare. Yeah. So she definitely does, uh, I would say the most work's definitely Rachel, then probably Colby and Troy, you know, kind of do a similar amount of work. And then uh, I do a lot of the ideas and back end and, and mm-hmm. the schedule and that type of stuff. So I think we, we all complement each other. And then bringing Kyle's likeness and, you know, he helps financially mm-hmm. and, you know, so and he doesn't want to take a bunch away from it because he doesn't need it. So yeah. he's very he's a great partner, honestly. Like, yeah. so it's, it's, it's working, you know, hopefully it'll keep working. And then hopefully Kyle and I can build that series and it'll be something pretty cool. When you win, you do the Lane Frost hand gesture? Only if I win, like, a big race. Like What is that? The Lane Frost hand gesture? Yeah, yeah. You really don't know. I have no clue. Like, like, I love the, like, yeah. infinite. like, how could you? Yeah. How could yeah. you we not know? We died. I don't know who Lane Frost is. Do yeah. you, not know, no. do you yeah. not know what Google is? You have to know Lane Frost to Google Lane Frost. Okay, so, so, uh, so yeah, Lane yeah. Frost is a... Do you know who Jim Truman is? No. Oh. <laughs> Okay, let me you know Bob Aiken? Let me know Bob Aiken. Let me tell you the story <laughs> wow. of Lane Frost. Then. Sure, yeah, I got okay, all he's a, Why not? He's a bull, he was a professional bull rider. <laughs> I'm supposed to know that? <laughs> and he was the best okay. Uh, okay. in his time, uh-huh. and he got killed by a bull. Um, and so his wave to the crowd when he would win was like this. Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, so this. my yeah. thing yeah. is, like, that's my way of kind of – not only celebrating, but I'm like kind of honoring the guys that like, f- like Brian Claus, yeah, 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 Jason yeah. Johnson, like, like my my guys that all you know yeah. lost their lives, mm-hmm. you know, doing mm-hmm. what they love basically. Yeah. And I've got too many of them. It's not right. you yeah, know, man. it's not fun. I but it, yeah. it definitely is like a, uh, you know, just something I thought of like you know. And then when I do it, I think of them. So yeah, like right. in that yeah. moment, to something. be thinking of like those people, yeah. you know, and like it's honoring them. It's honoring Lane Frost. Like mm-hmm. it's you know, it's just something that I think is kind of cool. And I don't do it. Very often, only, you know, uh, I've only done it probably three or four times, no, yeah. three times maybe. As he gestures towards the <laughs> and King's then, Royal hat. <laughs> like, and it, but everybody, I've only done it when I've destroyed everybody. Yeah, but everybody, get, everybody yeah. gets confused. But so I had to kind of explain it because it's yeah. you know it's, there's like a meaningfulness to it. But, oh, right. oh, you had to explain it, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. So but everybody nice. knows what Lane Frost is. They just don't know why I do it. Sorry, you know? sorry so. for our lack of bull riding knowledge on yeah. our on our pro am sports car podcast. Yeah. yeah. You guys are just caught up in your road racing work. <laughs> little world so when uh so when austin <laughs> dillard does it are you like bull <laughs> yeah i mean honestly i don't yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't yeah. i don't love that he does it but i mean right. it's not i don't own it obviously i'm yeah. copying lane but we yeah. probably do it for different reasons i mean okay. i wouldn't I'm, I'm not sure why one out of genuineness and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i like austin don't get uh-huh. me wrong yeah, i mean yeah. Brad sweet says he hates austin dillard. No, yeah that's what no, i heard no you seen his show you seen no, his tv show it's no, really good no once again, I'm yeah. yeah, not yeah. That. Anyway, where, where, where does the nickname Big Cat come from? So I was living with Jr. Todd, uh, uh, NHRA drag mm-hmm. racer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that cool of a story. I wish it was like better. I almost just want to make something up we, so it's better. We well, here's your chance. Yeah, but I've, already, your chance. but I've already told the story enough now. But, okay, here's so, how you go, guys. I've never really told the real story, so <laughs> well, let me tell you. I wish you I see, had did it. Did you see Tiger King? <laughs> yeah. That was me. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I mean, I do love cats, but that's not why. Anyway. uh End of story. I like cats. Rob Rob Deerdick had that show, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fantasy Fan- Pack. I wondered if it was about this. So we just thought it was funny that he called his cousin Big, Big Cat. Cat. Yeah. yeah. And they okay. just were like, we'd just laugh. Yeah. And then 
we started out calling each other like just you know like we we were living together mm-hmm. joking around mm-hmm. like at a party but then he just kind of more stuck with it and started calling me it like yeah. like it literally he just he just always called me it like mm-hmm. right. hey big cat you know yeah. like yeah. like and especially and when we were it. drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so here. then like more and more people started calling me it and it, that's just the story it's like I he see. just kind of gave it to me and it just kind of stuck and then like literally Johnny Gibson the announcer for the world about was like he announced it and then like I was like embarrassed but then it like just caught on yeah, yeah, yeah. and honestly it's been great kids I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's and now yeah. I can do merchandise around like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's been pretty good. So yeah, it's, it's not such a bad thing. So yeah. your career yeah. is solely down to Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. the big yeah. cat name for sure is, yeah. is yeah. down to that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, I wish it was a better story, but you know, that's it. So. All right. Well, we went looking for stories with a few different people. Yeah. Explain how you crash into a concession line. Ex- crash into a concession line. I don't know. What? Was that Hobstadt? Oh, that one. Yeah. So basically, 2005, <laughs> this is that year where I'm oh, learning. So <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, the, developing yeah. year. Yes, yeah. development year. Yeah. Uh, Hobstot. I remember watching qualifying, and I'm like, man, those guys don't look like they're running in that hard. Like, yeah. man, I, you know, like thinking, I'm going to go out there and just run in oh, super yeah. hard. I'm 20. I'll live forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to see a non-wing car flip hard, just look that video up on YouTube because yeah. it flipped. I flipped so hard, straight through the fence, out. A car never cleared the fence. I went through the fence, yeah. out, and and then now to this day, <laughs> that area is roped off at Hobbs. I cannot walk through here because I landed basically right at the concession area. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't hit anybody, thank God. And, yeah. And I was okay. So yeah. It was it was bad. It was pretty traumatic. Really. Did you race that night? No. Yeah. No, the car was, I yeah. mean, it was, everything was destroyed. I was pretty shooken up. Yeah, too. yeah. Yeah, that's the tough part about sprint car racing, man. You gotta be tough because it's. Yeah. It's, I've had some pretty nasty wrecks. You guys get beat up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. But you just, it's like in sprint cars, you you don't get to like go into con- concussion protocol. You just like get back and you just like go racing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're you just ruining that. You, yeah. cu- you cutting that out again? Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually wish they would give us a little bit of a leeway on some of that stuff because the way that you race for the point fund, it's like you can't. Like if you're, if you're out of the championship, oh, you just, don't get that. that you just, yeah, money. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. like man, and it's such a big deal for your family. So like sometimes you just suck it up, you know. Yeah. So you just if you see three, you just go for the one in the middle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or you just yeah, you get broken ankle. You just race. You know, you just do you do more dumb stuff what's, than you probably should. What's the worst know? injury you've driven through? Um, I mean concussions or mm-hmm. my I had a broken ankle where like I broke my ankle on the Friday night. And went to like urgent care, emergency room, or whatever, and they put like a cast on it. And we're like, and I basically got to the races, cut the cast off, yep. put my shoe on, and yeah. raced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, yes. And and you know what? To now this you're day, a doctor. no, to this day now my ankle still f-ing hurts. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't let it heal. How'd you yeah. run that night? I actually won. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Is it worth it? So for you, it's part desire, but it's also like this is literally like a year's worth of college. If well, you get it. It, I mean, then that's how they've designed it, right? Is yeah. like, I mean, it's like it's like a gladiator. Like the World of Outlaw Tour is like the like gladiators. Like it's yeah. like you gotta like you're gonna have bad nights and bad wrecks and like you're just like fighting through all this stuff. But yeah. you know, it's also very rewarding when you you know accomplish championships and like you survive like to me like one of the toughest series that you can run and it's it's very competitive super competitive so nascar has this like post-race text culture uh you guys are racing together all the time what's the post-race etiquette when when do you guys get together who's that 
You got, no, I'm asking you, uh, oh. in, the, in the world of outlaws. Oh, like what's the what's the squash that culture? Or is there one? Oh no, yeah, no, we don't. We oh, I see what you're saying. Like if you have an issue, uh, yeah. I would say like like last year, you know, I got in a couple scuffles. I mean, you can definitely get like in more of like you confront them if you're pissed off or yeah. you know because uh, you gotta I mean or you don't road talk racing, in road racing we can see it'll be weeks before we see the guy again yeah but like your you're case, like, like a lot of times in the deal you'll see him tomorrow yeah, yeah. a lot of times yeah. it's just like avoid each other for a little bit you know I mean so you could drama. like if you felt like it was your yeah. fault but a lot of times it's like no one's ever gonna agree on anything so yeah I mean we're just we race so much yeah. and night in yeah. and night out like if you don't have a couple like you know things where you're not happy with a person like that that's just every year like yeah. you just learn to like yeah you know like hey quit racing me like that you know yeah. stuff like that like yeah. or you know a lot of it's a lot of confrontation i would say just right right then and there or don't talk about it like well, it's not like a yeah. i'm no gonna call continue. you and we're gonna like you know say sorry to each other and yeah, no, yeah, like no, i'm not that stuff, i'm not hey. really i'm not really into that like if yeah. i if i deem it a big enough problem then we're probably gonna like at least be in each other's faces yeah. or we're just not going to talk about it. Like I'm just going to, I'm yeah. just going to be like, just don't, you know, yeah. say the f- away from me. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you deal with a guy like that? Cause like in my, like we don't do this often, but every now and then it happens. Like we have fenders. I can send somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just, I mean, you have to acknowledge that like, you know, that there's real danger, Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. there's a respect, mm-hmm. you know, there's anger and then there's, like, hey, respect for, yeah. like, we're all risking our lives out here. Yeah. And we have families, and this is real, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you don't send people, you know? Yeah, it's right, just yeah. Like, yeah. like, not purposely. Like, you may bang wheels or, you know, our racing is just tight, and yeah. it's tough sometimes, yeah. you know? Like, it's dirt, and it's, you know, I mean, there's just a lot going on, and mm-hmm. cars are powerful. So, yeah, I mean, mistakes happen, and misjudgments happen, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you know, like, we're all, the group we have now is it's intense, but, man, yeah. we can race inches apart and not a lot happens. I'm glad you brought that up because like we've noticed that amongst all of our road racing friends, most of us like racing dirt on iRacing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the, it's the fun yeah. thing to do. Yeah. How good is the, is the outlaw car f- to you? On, on like iRacing, you know how it is. I mean, like yeah. honestly the road racing stuff is actually like no way more <laughs> uh, to me. Like, like I could get way more out of road racing on i racing than I can a sprint car. Yeah. I enjoy the sprint car, yeah. but like I'm like it's my discipline. So this is a grass is greener thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no like, I like racing. I when well, I when okay. I learned how to i race, I I liked racing yeah. the sprint car. Yeah. Right. But I actually enjoyed racing like a V8 supercar because it's so at, different. Because yeah. it's so totally different. Yeah. But I guess. But yeah. I guess. I guess here. Yeah. Here. But. But. But kind of tailing off that question. So I. I genuinely love yeah. the outlaw stuff on iRacing. Awesome. I'm never going to drive something like that. It's yeah. even yeah. like it's just not happening. Um, I have road raced, and so when I play iRacing, like I can understand how close and how not close the road yeah. racing is on iRacing. Uh, my experience on iRacing has given me a better video appreciation when I watch you guys on Flow. Yeah. Um, but how realistic is well, my Well, that, that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. I think that road racing is more realistic on iRacing than sprint cars. Because you've never road raced. No, I mean, like stock car at, right. at like Road America. Yeah. Like I could literally get in a stock car and I feel like I feel close. Yeah. Yeah. A sprint car to me just feels like a like totally foreign on yeah. my racing. Okay. And, and, uh, so, yeah, right. Yeah, versus yeah. Like, see yeah. what I'm saying is like because I don't I have road race though, so I do understand like there's some parts of it that you can't feel, but like I will say like I feel like that's more realistic than like the the sprint car. Like the sprint car to me, but that's my discipline. So I just don't know. You know, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. feels so foreign to me. Like right. Like I can literally spin out on the straightaway. Yeah. 
you know on iRacing on iRacing but I can do that in the sports car stuff <laughs> yeah. well you can yeah. yes you can yeah. so yeah. that part's yeah. like unrealistic about it but yeah. like once you get going and kind of comfortable yeah. like going ro- I actually enjoyed going on Road America yeah. and, a, yeah. and a stock car like yeah. it was like pretty fun yeah. I thought yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Okay. So. that's cool so your code is I ain't learning if I go on dirt iRacing I would say that there's parts of it that are real like the tracks look really realistic right. and like mm-hmm. your viewpoints and things like that some of it's pretty realistic but like feeling the car that's the hardest part for yeah, me yeah like, well, that's hard thing to simulate. you know i think if you grew up sim racing and video games like i don't think it's that big a, probably that big a deal like you may transition back and forth between yeah. the two like the young, like one generation younger than me seems to like like kyle's age group and down yeah. seem like they it's not as big a deal to them yeah. but like me and donnie talk about it we're like Dude, I can't even like couldn't get the car out of the pits for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. like it's just yeah, like it's just you know, you know. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I it's it's yeah. hard. I'm not the yeah. best, but yeah. I did enjoy racing the sprint car. Like once I started to get a feel, like yeah. I got the proper like wheel and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I will say there was things I like. There was times I was like, I felt for a second like this is pretty close. Like this is yeah. this is like like visually like yeah. it's close. It's just the feel that you it's don't. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. you know? right. Yeah, Which yeah, is everything yeah. when you're trying to figure yeah. out your line. Yeah, it's so funny because like when he. He he has a rig, and so I started playing the outlaw car on that, and I was like, "This is f-ing awesome!" Yeah, <laughs> it's like so much fun. It is fun. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is fun, and I yeah. I understand. I mean, yeah, you're always looking for something, you yeah. know, to yeah, kind of different. Yeah. So we do a pass along question, and uh, we had lunch with Kevin Lee from NBC Sports, does all the IndyCar stuff and those broadcasts. He had two questions: uh, If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? If I wasn't racing, I'm imagining is what he means. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm an entrepreneur, so I would say running a running some sort of business. I I get excited about mm-hmm. business and numbers, so uh, I don't know exactly what business, but you know, some sort of business. Hopefully, making real money. All right. <laughs> what What's the uh, What's the worst part of your job? Worst part of my job is the travel and being away from my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty easy. All of your businesses right now are racing related. Even screen printing is yeah. racing related. Yeah. What's the business you'd love to do that's got nothing to do with the sport? Uh, probably like hedge funds. No, no. I'm an <laughs> NFTs. Inter- I'm an entertainer. <laughs> like people. So like, like uh, some sort of bar restaurant or like a speakeasy. Ooh, uh, now we're talking. Ooh. Yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah. like an exclusive club or something yeah. hidden. Yeah. You know, okay. like I kind of have like an idea like. You know, like you go down this alley and then there's this really cool place and it's like high end and, okay. you know. Yeah. You want to make the Saeeds of dive bars. Kind of, I mean, <laughs> in a way, like, 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 but. For like, racers. Yeah, yeah, for racers. Honestly, whatever. I mean, whatever entertained people and was fun. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I would enjoy something like that. Totally different. But I like mm-hmm. cooking. I like entertaining. Yeah. Uh, you know, so cooking's probably like my, you know, one of my top three passions. Really? You know, mm. yeah. Yeah. Like you cooking. watch it on TV? Watch it or, you know, cook pretty much every night, you know. Yeah, I have a really cool outdoor kitchen. What's the specialty? Uh, I do a lot of stuff on the barbecue or the smoker. So, any, I mean, steaks. Um, you know, my wife does most of the stuff inside. So, I, I can do, you know, pretty much kind of anything outside, which so is the, like You're the ribs, cookout guy. You're the grill man. Uh, yeah. 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 You're the cookout well, guy. She's the everyday man. Ri- ribs. She's running prep. On He's the, running the grill. Yeah. yeah. Savannah's yeah. On, on customers. I'd say, yeah, I'd say probably my, like, I'd, I make, like, a really good homemade macaroni and cheese and pork chops. I made a, I make a really good, um, um, like, chicken, you know, like, homemade chicken strips, homemade, um, I know it, it sounds, but it's like, 
It's He's stuff. also on very high end. Mac and cheese, chicken strips. Listen, I got a grilled cheese sandwich. Pork, like, you're not you sound believe. like you were a bachelor okay, until you were 33. Yeah. Pulled pork. Um, Hot pockets. Yeah. Honestly, probably the thing that I make the most is is red meat. Probably, I you know, yeah. steak, tri tips. Yeah. Um, other things. I don't know. I yeah. just enjoy it, and okay. I and we we have people over a lot, so mm-hmm. like we make big meals a lot, mm-hmm. and you know. So lots of different sides and lots lots of, I mean I even rolled sushi last year for I had people over and we made I made like homemade sushi and they were, it was really good so yeah that's something probably people didn't know about me. Likes to make chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to explain. But you can you can no, make. I, sh- I know. I know. Chicken strips, yeah. <laughs> or you can make really good chicken. Yeah. Strips. You can make craft yeah. macaroni and cheese, or you can make like a really good. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. But you bring up a very so <laughs> I I am a chicken strip chicken sandwich guy. That's kind of the the brand we've. Bill, yeah. Uh, I don't know the dirt track scene as well, cross country. The California scene, I know. Uh, where am I going to get the best chicken? Silver Dollar Speedway. Uh, Businessman, right. Yeah. right here. Yeah. Okay. I, I love it. I love it. Selling Say a it. lot of BS over there. Yeah. But we don't know what our next case will be. If you could come up with a generic question for, they're not always drivers. They're yeah. team owners. Yeah. They're journalists. PR they're people. PR. Yeah. They're never PR people. <laughs> um, uh, what would be your generic pass along question to pass on to somebody else? Does not have to be a racing question. Yeah. Um, I guess if you could change one thing about your industry, what would it be? Hmm. I like that. We already know your answer since you started your own series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make more money. Prize money, streaming, day yeah. of week. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> We're sitting here in October of 2022. It's uh, a week out from the last race of the championship for you, and you're leading with a small gap. How are you going to do? Um, Hopefully win. <laughs> but – you know, there's nothing guaranteed in racing, so uh, all we can do is be as prepared as possible and and go in and have no regrets, which I know we'll do that. So yeah. I don't think I'll have any regrets when I leave. Let's just say that. Who's sitting P two? David Gravel. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's been yeah. doing it about the same length that I have. Yeah. He's got a good team, and you know, we had a good lead, and we had a parts failure. You know, last week is why it's close, but you know, that's racing, and you know. Luckily for me, I've been in this situation before. Uh, we have three championships, so mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty comfortable, you know, just laying it all out there and seeing how the cards fall. And, and if you hit number four, that will make you officially number three on the all-time list. Yeah, and I don't. I think four consecutive too, which is there's you know only Steve and Donnie been able to do yeah. that. So mm-hmm. it keeps the streak alive. If yeah. you, you know yeah. if you can get to like, you know, then you could actually maybe beat them in a the category, which yeah. is yeah. impossible. But you know. Uh, He'll be the Sebastian Vettel of consecutive championship <laughs> winning race car drivers. But either way, An open wheel. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's and for you know financial for your family, it's definitely yeah, absolutely. It's way better to win. See, a championship. that's the crazy thing with you guys is that you always add that component to every statement, which is not in our world. Yeah, like, no. And well, the prize money is another year of retirement. Yeah, well, exactly. It's you know? two hundred. Yeah. It's two hundred thousand to win the points. It's a hundred thousand to to get second. So yeah. right, it's a hundred thousand dollar difference. Can you and finish third? Are you? Is there, is no, it, so. I don't. No, I think it's first or second. But yeah. then like, there's yeah. bonuses and like Napa bonuses yeah. and like I mean, and you're the champions. T-shirts and all that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's probably you know you're probably talking like you know over a hundred thousand dollar difference in a driver's Once pocket. Once it up, yeah. Yeah, and like, and that's you know in our world, that's I mean at one yeah. time that's a big deal, you yeah. know. So no, because we don't get that's it paid like NASCAR drivers you yeah. know or yeah. IndyCar drivers or you know just salaries like, yeah, I do not you know. say sports I was going to say whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. or sports <laughs> 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 
No, no, not good money in sports car racing. It's all it's Penn. all in the PR on the market. Depends how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hence why we're doing a podcast, yeah. a TV show. Yeah, you see all of our crew. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the Brad Sweet of race car drivers trying to diversify. Yeah, we're hustling yeah, here. Yeah. If somebody listens to this podcast, say ten years from now, what would you hope they take away from it? Like your legacy. Um, I don't know. I hope just if they're younger that they listen to my story uh, and realize like you don't have to be rich in this sport, even though that's the perception of a lot. Uh, you can be passionate and, you know, you can diversify and, and do, you know, whatever you want, you know, set out whatever you set out to do. Well, thanks for giving us um, <laughs> your whole day. Jesus yeah, I'm going to need uh, some uh, per diem here or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, they are about the you, money. You got a steak sandwich. We're not going to, we don't have any giant checks, unfortunately. Yeah, we can send one. But speaking of checks, Continental's got this one. Okay. I got to, I got to pee. I'm finished. And just to wrap out this episode, just want to say we didn't jinx it. One week later, Brad would go on to win his fourth straight World of Outlaws title, which would put him third on the all-time list. Hey, shout out to Riley Ware and Emily DeMaster, who suggested Brad, and hopefully that lived up to expectation. And of course, anybody can uh, go over to the old uh, dinnerwithracers.com and put in any suggestions you want. But for now, here's the Ghost of Liberty with Daddy's Daughter. And hey, have a great rest of 2022. We'll see you soon.